Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. What's up, Panther fans? Welcome to another Tuesday night. Grim, sad, but happy to be here. That's right. It's the life of a Panthers fan. And can the Panthers bear any more losing? That's tonight's show. Boy, it's a short week. Man, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. The Carolina Panthers are coming off a loss to the Indianapolis Colts. They fall one, one in seven. They are going to be on Thursday night football in what is a quintessential Thursday night football match between the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. Holy cow. Holy cow. Can you wait? Can you hardly wait for such an intensely great, or should I say gross matchup, but it's all right. The Carolina Panthers, we're going to be here for them. We're going to tell you how to fix them. We're going to get your advice on what to do as a Carolina Panther fan, and we're going to lock arms and get through this together. And thankfully, we get to watch football in peace this weekend, but we'll be here late, late on Thursday night for the postgame. But as I do every Tuesday night, I lock arms with my brothers, my brothers in arms as we fortify ourselves on this hill of fatigue and misery that is known as Panther Nation. Cody Lashney, welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. Tony Dunn, there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night, win, lose, or draw, than sitting here with my boys, chilling, talking Panthers football, man. Look, the Carolina Panthers have the most people on IR out of any team in the NFL. In the history of football, it And feels you know like. what, Tony? I don't even know if that's a true statement. 
But it sure as shit feels like it, doesn't it? It sure as shit feels like it. I would have believed you. Um, yeah. yeah that, I did believe him. Saying, man. Dude, we are, we are injured going into this game. Um, you know, we, we said that the CJ Stroud, Houston Texans matchup, that would be interesting because it was the number one and number two pick. But now we're facing the Chicago Bears, who are in a unique opportunity to not only win a game, but also continue to secure the number one overall pick in the draft. Tony, this is a very important matchup, whether we like it or not. And you know we're going to have it with the best damn Panther fans. And all of YouTube, you already know him and love him. It's our guy, Drew, Al the Sailor, C3 Anthony, the brand ambassador, Diesel Skills. What's up, bro? Carolina in the house, Damian Tucker, Harvey Lundy, Harvey London, James, Jorge Marcelo, Josh Dyson, D from Sanford in the chat. What's up, brother? I see you. Kristen Ladane, Josh Dyson, Panther Gal 73, Patty Grimes, Randy Stover, Roosevelt Mongo, Stephen Bailey, Tim Estes, Supreme Leader Z, and Underground West. Tony Dunn, there ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. We'd like to thank everybody who's in the chat. Uh, listening later on Spotify, iTunes, tune in wherever you get your podcast. <clears throat> We're on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles live there, live on Facebook. Uh, right now, it's the the doldrums of of being a Panther fan, man. This is a tough place we're in right now. One of the toughest I've been in in a while, and that says a lot, given the fact that we've had five seasons where we haven't had a winning record. But we've got so many tremendous members of this community. And Mr. Strats himself just gifted 20 memberships nice. to the C3 Superfan. Is there a greater gift than that? I don't know if there is. For just $1.99, you can be a C3 Superfan, and you get access to early access to the film room, but also you get involved in some of our special giveaways. Uh, we're working on the Mega Mingo bingo card. Uh, has not been we're very We're trying fun. to yeah. give you yeah. guys some stuff. We are trying <laughs> our hardest the Panthers aren't. I know. I know. We're trying. They aren't. We're one Jonathan Mingo touchdown away from a Mega Mingo. But sadly, it feels like that could be a billion years away. Man, it's been tough. Also, like to shout out anybody else who supports the show in other ways through the Super Chats. And also, we've got a couple of people on Patreon. Not a ton, but a new cat caller just supported us. Reagan Johnson, thank you for your support. The number's 252-228-5098. He's a cat caller. Why don't you be a cat caller? The calls have been flying in. People got opinions. And boy, CK, um, it's hard to keep optimism here, but we're going to do it. I have adopted a position. I went on Chris Jenkins' podcast, Charlotte Vibe, last night, and I put out there, man, I'm ready. A, when necessarily we have to invest in Bryce for a minimum of two full seasons and into a third. And I have the unpopular position that right now, I think that firing this coaching staff could be more detrimental than it could be beneficial going forward. I know. Shoot me now, shoot me now. I also got run off that podcast by Shaked because I said, I don't think that cam is a hall of famer. Uh, no, and that's from the biggest cam sexual in the world. Uh, you won that Super Bowl, maybe. 
Welcome back, CK. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I am just out here catching bullets all the time, man. It is tough being a Panthers fan and having to go to work. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially when there's Bear fan, Bears fans there that are just like, just we're so happy that you guys are losing. Like, it's just, it's a tough thing to be a Panthers fan right now. You know, I want to say something. I mean, there's 58 people here tonight. Um, it'll grow uh, as the night goes on. I know we we tend to have, I just want to say the people that are showing up for the show, um, the post game. I mean, you guys are the real ones, man. This is this is a team that it would be easy to fall off a cliff for, um, and and just go and jump the jump the the ship and go to somebody who's going to be able to not treat you so poorly. The Panthers have been here treating you like you're an absolute garbage, and you're just waiting for them to change. You're waiting for them to be able to show that they're worth the investment that you've been putting into them. They haven't shown it, but you guys are still dedicated, and I just can't thank any of you guys more than I can, you know, just verbally right now. It's just an incredible thing that you guys still show up. We don't have the, uh, I said it on the post-game show, I don't know that this franchise could survive this continuing to happen. It's been so long, the idea that we don't have as storied a franchise as you do with the Browns, as you do with the Jets, as you do, with, you know, even if you go uh, to the Texans, I feel like have a better storied franchise than we do um and 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 they still seem to have the hope and 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 panthers fans have somehow the true ones have kept that uh that optimism and i just want to commend all you people that are still hanging in there waiting for that uh that daylight to come around and i want to say one more thing before we move on to greg um we're all no matter what your creed or belief or if you have any beliefs there's one true among every single belief and that there's always going to be highs there's always going to be lows and if things have been this low for as long as they have, just imagine when we get back to the top of that mountain, how great it's going to feel to be a Panthers fan. I can't wait because you know what? Through trials and tribulations, when you reach the promised land one day, it'll just be that much more sweet. That is what we at least tell ourselves. Greg in the house, Greg, the Panthers fall to one and seven, losing to the Colts. They did not go out there and play hard. Well, I don't know. I mean, it didn't seem like they played with the same tenacity that they played for Bryce Young against the Texans. They didn't muscle up for their man Frank Reich against his former team. And now the Panthers are going to be playing the Bears on national television in a game that nobody wants to watch except for Bears and Panther fans, and they barely want to watch it. Can the Carolina Panthers spoil the Bears by winning and maybe frustrating their pick in the in, in the draft that they got from us, they absolutely can. Uh, I mean, I don't think they will, but I mean, any team can be any team on a Sunday. You know, yeah. I mean, they absolutely yeah. can. I mean, you gotta, the there's Thursday, a lot of factors yeah. going into this game. They have a backup quarterback, you know, for for Chicago. We're in Chicago. There are a lot of things that are going against us in this game, besides the fact that we have all these well, problems too. But yeah, they absolutely good. can, man. And you know, Tony, you you. Uh, I like I like UNCK's intros there. It's very like optimistic. I like kind of the uplifting tone we're going with here. But you left a few things out about all the things we're going to do. We're going to lock arms and we're going to cheer. But you know what else we're going to do? We're going to bitch and we're going to moan and we're going to whine and we're going to hurt and we're going to cry and well, we're going to argue therapy. and debate. But we're going to keep pounding. It we're is therapy, pounding, man. It is yeah, therapy. This is therapy. Like like uh. Talking like this is probably what gets me through a lot with the Carolina Panthers. I used to get so upset, so 
upset about the Carolina Panthers. They'd lose a game, anything else. I feel like being able to talk to everybody about this kind of stuff and having this therapy session has really helped. At least we have each other. Yeah. At least we have each other. Even if I would lose, I know we get to talk to y'all. All of these beautiful people in the chat room, all of the people that listen to us on iTunes and Spotify. Hey, man, we're here for y'all. We know this is a hard time. And let's be real. It's been a hard few years to be a Panthers fan, man. And if there we're able been to a lot bring... of great years to be a Panthers fan, I'm not. Yeah, gonna but lie. at least we got it every other year at one point. You sure. know what I'm saying? There was a point in our history where it felt like every other year we got a little taste of of, of happiness. Yeah, and, so and five years since we've had any kind of. This will be six, and someone pointed this out in the chat that two more games automatically qualifies us for a full losing season. The losing season is inevitable at this point. Six seasons. I do. I'm getting to where, you know, what CK is saying, and then we'll jump right into the show is I almost just expect misery now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, I would be surprised if it went another way. Right. So like even like I just feel like every decision we make is a miss. Every practice squad guy we sign is a is a nobody. Every every, yeah, yeah, every guy that we don't care about is put on IR and shows up now today. Sullivan's in a, a, a sling after practice, uh, the tight end. And right now we're resorting to Pokemon fraudulent dealers fraud dealers on the internet who Dude, are now this, coming back to football because they got to make some money to pay their debts probably this injury report today looks it's hysterical at this point in time like it does it's unbelievable the amount of people that are injured and didn't even practice today now here's the other part to this and i think it's worthy of a conversation is that simply because guys don't care anymore like, do you think that if we were a competitive team, these guys would be sitting out of practice? You're saying they're faking injuries or maybe no, 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 no. Injuries like nursing them, nursing, they're them. nursing them. Why, why risk? Why risk my career for a team that's not going anywhere this year yeah, and, and go the, out there and practice? And Tony, this was your opinion on Christian McCaffrey a few years ago. Well, that, it was at, more at that the team point, was doing that. Right, but at a certain point, you're making a business decision. You know, like, do you want to come back and put yourself through the pain and the agony of playing more football? You know, especially if you're Brian Burns, you haven't been paid yet. Uh, you're, you know, why go out there and risk uh, a further injury? Uh, Kev with the 199 says, uh, we signed the Pokemon Swindler. Is that <laughs> yeah. an actual Pokemon character? I hope. Uh, so no. Swindler? No. Uh, I know nothing about Pokemon. It It was after my time. If it is, it's nothing that I've ever heard of. That was literally my time. It started in like 90. I was six years old. Oh, okay. uh, When it happened. But um, I mean, hey, man, look, uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell for every single time the C3 Panthers podcast goes live. Call into the show at 252-228-5098. We're going to take your calls tonight and hear the latest from Panther Nation and what y'all have to say. But, boys, let's jump into this show, man. Obviously, with all the recent turmoil in Panther Nation, there has been many questions as to whether or not David Tepper is going to make some changes 
um, either before the end of this year or at the end of this year. Adam Schefter was on Pat McAfee's show. And this is basically what you said uh, about David Tepper and uh, what you might do. He said, one thing about David Tepper is that he's not very patient. As successful as he is because of the ways he's operated in his business, it's worked out for him at basically every level. He does what he wants. I don't think people are thinking there's trouble right now with those people. But would anybody be surprised with anything that happens in Carolina after this year? No. Look, you have the kind of season that they're having. Let's keep in mind on Thursday night, they play the Bears. The Bears have the number one pick in the draft. So if the Bears win on Thursday night, it's a huge victory and in an even bigger way than just winning the game itself for the Chicago Bears on Thursday night. Again, this is not the kind of season that the Panthers expected, whether we're talking about the Giants or the Panthers or any team going through what they're going through. And this is the kind of year that ends up being a long, miserable season. Boy, Tell me about it. Statement. There are going to be there are going to be people that lose jobs wherever it is. Uh, there are going to be changes that are made wherever it is. Uh, that is the way that the, league, that the league runs and operates. You want good people to be kept, and the people that mean a lot to the league stick around as long as possible. But the fact of the matter is, it's not going to happen, especially in the places that you're having the type of year that these franchises are. So that's a very long-winded way of saying David Tepper is um, very excitable. He's not very patient, and it doesn't take much for him to want to throw it all out the window and start over. And Tony, you and I are of the mindset that it could be detrimental to just one and done Frank Reich and this entire coaching staff that we have spent multiple millions of dollars on. Remember, Tepper broke out the pocketbook. To but that's pay his money. That's not that team did. money. Yeah, but it's still money. It's still yeah, it's his, but, but I don't care. It's his and he's a cheap money. ass motherfucker yeah. raising ticket prices while we suck. And, and yeah, Tony, I'll, right. I'll let I'll let you go first because uh, you kind of already teed this up earlier. But after you go, I definitely want to go because there's a lot of hypocrisy I find amongst people that are calling for the head of every one of our coaching staff. I have a bone to pick tonight. Look, I can fully understand uh, why people believe that Frank Wright should be fired, and I could totally see it happening, right? Yep. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the year that I saw a scenario where uh, this staff could be one and done. I also didn't think we would see a scenario where we would be this questionable, like this uncertain about this rookie quarterback as well. I thought we might not be overawed in a way by it, but not to the point of just like, I mean, a vitriol dislike for the guy from a lot of people. So that is surprising to me. But my thought on this is that you have made a big trade right now. You have sunk future assets into Bryce Young. And at least according to what they say, that this was a collective agreement between the owner, the general manager, and Frank Reich, and even Thomas Brown, all the people were on board with yeah. Bryce Young. So I think this is what happens. I want to say, I want to also like give a precursor to this and say, I don't think keeping Frank Reich would necessarily mean success or a ton of it. 
But what I do think is I think that, it, and I just said, I think like seven times in a row, if you fire Frank Reich, you're inevitably going to have to, you, I'm, we're going to fire, Scott Fitter is going to get fired first. 100%. And, and then oh, that's Frank correct. Reich could follow the whole staff. You could bring in a GM and you could say, we want to pick all of these guys together, which I think is not a bad idea. I've been advocating for that being the correct order for how you hire coaches in the first place and how you hire all these guys. But if you fire this staff, you bring in a new GM, they bring in a new coach. We have a full another year of development for Bryce Young. Yep. A new system, a new whatever. And then you start to plant the seed that Bryce Young wasn't their pick. That this isn't their guy. And if he struggles, I think what you would see is an abandonment of Bryce Young faster, sooner than later. Yeah. And I think also you could see a lack of commitment or investment in his success at that point. So I think this is how I would handle it if I'm David Tepper right now. Scott Fitter's got to go. Then you go and you hire a general manager and you say, look, I have not done well with this myself at this point. I need you to be the lead dog on all of this. And if you truly believe that Frank Reich needs to go right now, then we'll do it. But if you want to take a year with Frank Reich, implement your scouting staff, start to form a vision for how this could go if Bryce Young works, if he fails, if Frank Reich turns it around to a point where it's undeniably going in a good direction, if it's mediocre, then at the end of next season, what we will do is we'll evaluate if the move should be made first with the coaching staff and in that case, when we bring in the coaching staff, we'll have the honest discussion after two years how we truly feel about what Bryce Young's true future is going to be with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I think if you go and you fire Frank right now, then you bring in that staff, and it just raises so many questions. It raises, it creates too many people going too many different directions. And the one direction we need to be going is in support of this quarterback. Whether or not he is the guy, I don't want to argue about. He's the guy that you invested in, though. And I feel like it would be foolish to open a business, run it for a couple of weeks, and then go, oh, we didn't turn a profit, so we're going to kind of run it for a couple of weeks and see if it changes. And then you know that business is going to fail. The other piece to this is, and this is a perspective as a Bryce fan or a Bryce hater, right? And that is, you want Bryce Young to start for the next three years, period. No matter what. And the reason being is if you're a Bryce fan, you believe he's going to get better. If you're not a Bryce fan, you believe that he's going to cause this organization to stink, and that means a better draft pick, better draft capital for the Panthers, um, that's going to be able to light or replace him a lot easier and not having to sell the farm again, right? So the idea of the QB carousel happening again um, it, by getting rid of him, people, you know, Greg, you weren't here. The people ch- asking us to trade Bryce Young already was there was like three or four people that were already it, it was it's it's a 
ridiculous take, uh, an emotional one after a loss like that, but unbelievable. Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense because we're just going to be back in square one and a QB carousel with no pick to be able to replace him with. Yep. Do, do you know, I think you're right, CK. And do you know what I fear the most with this whole thing now? Because I've seen Bryce Young play. Um, I fear that we're going to get like the Daniel Jones treatment. I think that yeah. we're going to have a guy who plays just good enough where we're not going to give up on him, but not good enough to be the most elite guy. Right, right. And it, 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 look, nobody come after me. I'm not making comparison to him and Daniel Jones. I was using an example, and I'm not saying Bryce is Daniel Jones trash. is more athletic. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not. I'm just a bad saying. I have a fear there's going to there's, there's going to be a, something like that. Not all Bryce's fault, but it may end up like that. You know. Well, I want. This is where I have a problem, right? So, listen, I know I spend way too much damn time on Twitter, and sometimes I'll bring beefs that I have on Twitter to the pod. I know this. I'm sorry. But, look, here's the deal. To all the Bryce Young super supporters, and I'm not calling any names in particular, but to everybody who feels like, well, damn, what an unfair situation for, for Bryce Young to start his career under. He has a terrible offensive line. He has no wide receivers that can separate. Uh, all, all these other different excuses for why Bryce Young is not playing up to their expected level. So if you're willing to give Bryce Young those excuses and say it would be impossible for him to have success in this offense, then why is that same truth not also applicable to Frank Reich I'll be happy to answer that. I've been and saying every, that. And, and literally yeah. everyone that is subject to the same bullshit roster. I'll they've be been, happy to they, answer that. They, they've been here for less than one year. Did you think that this coaching staff was going to come in? Yes, we did. Ma magically change the entire yes. roster overnight. We did with yes. Bryce, and, and then make everything go. Like, I'm sorry, there's not another coach that you could name, that you could tell me would confidently have this offense as is looking like a competitor right now. I don't care what name you throw out, be it Bill Belichick or Andy Reid. When you do not have enough well, Bill talent, Belichick when you do not have enough talent on your offense, it doesn't matter who the play caller is. It none of that matters if you don't have the protection and the right wide receiver, the right kind of wide receivers. You're dead on arrival. And if it's true for Bryce Young, then it's true for the coaching staff as well. And everything that Tony already said, if you do this thing where now it's a brand new play caller next year, Bryce is having to learn a brand new system. You're going to have a brand new general Baker manager. Mayfield. You have yep. a brand new general manager that didn't pick Bryce Young. You're going to have a brand new coach that didn't pick Bryce Young. You have all these You guys, might as well right? just go ahead and cut right, them then. That's what I'm saying. There are all these dudes right now on the staff that are telling you and swearing up and down, despite the rumors, that they wanted Bryce as their number one quarterback. So if you're not giving up on Bryce, even though he has not played well this season, well, then damn it, you're a hypocrite if you already want to give up on the coaching staff. So a part of that is accurate right asking to give up on thomas brown and evero agreed 100 percent. they haven't been given a proper opportunity evero obviously some might say he's making the best out of a bad situation on that defense 
But the argument that Frank Reich has only had one year, the problem is, is that you... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Can't discount his years with the Colts, right? The last two years and you can talk about the successes, but you can also talk about how that team just flaunt, like floundered opportunity after opportunity with his play calling. They missed an opportunity to go to the to the playoffs against the worst team in the NFL against the Jaguars that year, right? Um, horrible, horrible decision. Um, and there's a lot of things you can point out about Frank Reich. Here's the other aspect of that that I think I would push back on, Cody. You're right. Bryce Young has, there's no possibility of any quarterback succeeding in this in this scenario. But the majority of the offense that we are seeing here is built after the hiring of Frank Wright. When you look at the wide receiver core from uh, Mingo to, to, you know, you have uh, Thielen, you have Hayden Hurst, you have all these people, right? And the, 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 the offensive line mainly was intact, right? So tell me how every part of our team has gotten worse with a seemingly upgrade, upgraded talent. You're missing two of your okay. We just got Austin Corbett back. Mm-hmm. Now everybody had to learn the hard way how important Brady Christensen was to this offensive line, and which was very important. Uh, all the wide receiver continuity you had from last season is out the door. All the running back continuity you had from last season is out the door, and all of the players that you just mentioned. Uh, okay, so yes, this year. Uh, Adam Thielen, DJ Chart. Yeah, that was when Frank Reich was the head coach. But what about the other two years of utter ineptitude at drafting, which is also the same roster that Frank Reich and Thomas Brown and everyone is having to work with right oh, now? No, I, I don't it's, disagree. It, it's 100% the same roster. So all I'm saying is you don't have to love the play calling from Frank Reich. A lot of people were excited about Thomas Brown and his play calling, I'm sorry, does not look much different than anything. The play that calling Frank is Frank not was, the reason was, we're losing, guys. The play call look is I think we're not, right. I we're think there talented. is a there is there's truth in both sides of this, right? One is um this team lacks talent. The team lacks talent and it has been crucified with injury, 
And I mm-hmm. don't know if you can use crucified in that term, but I am. This is an injury season. I don't know if I've ever seen. The only person that hasn't gotten injured is Bryce. I mean, like other than that is like every important player has. It's like, it's and not just Bryce has taken more hits than everybody else on the team as well. I know. Um, so look, is there's a lack of talent. There's a lack of depth. There is, and that is come from mismanagement for several years. And really, this it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. It's hard to win in those uh, consistently in the league with those scenarios, right? Uh, yeah. Particularly, I think the injury is even more so because you can't even say that the team that they kind of wanted to field is really out there. Right. I also think, too, that um, we haven't seen, you know, I mean, like, you know, have you seen enough? I think for what you were saying, but I think CK is right, too. At some point, I don't think we're giving the same. I don't think the excuse is the same for Bryce. And I'm not even going to say Frank Reich's past as a Colt coach. I think that's a good point from CK that we have some sample set of him in the NFL, right? And him doing this. But I think this is that this team is just so horrendous. So horrendous. It, it would be if, as if Bryce. To make the comparison, it would be if Bryce's three-pick game was every single week. It would be as if Bryce showed zero reason to be a starting quarterback. Right now, this coaching staff, starting with Frank Reich, all throughout the offense, from the offensive line to every single position, I think the only person that may whoever is Chris Tabor, our special teams coach, he might be able to say that he has coached his position group up a little bit. And I think Evero has done decently well, given the fact that his whole squad has been demolished by injury. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's, a train wreck. It's not bad, Cody. It would be one thing is if it was just bad. This is worse than anyone could have imagined. The worst team in the NFL without their first overall pick bad. Bro, I I don't know that we've had a worse team in over a decade. Yeah. Well, can I bring up one more point that I think we're kind of overlooking here with the whole Frank Reich thing? And CK, you were talking about how like Brown and Evero maybe give them a chance, but Reich you know, out. Look, I just did the numbers, and Frank Reich, when he was coaching and calling plays, we were averaging 19 points a game, and we were at, we had 31 points a game average scored against us. In the last two games that Browns coached, we've averaged 14 <clears throat> points a game, and we've had 20 Ooh. points average scored against us. So the defense has played entirely different. I mean, we've given up 13 points. The defense has given up 13 points. In the last yeah, two games, you're not going to make a five star meal. They've given up one of, out of a meal. microwave. You're just yeah. not going to do it. I'll, you, have to, you have to have a level of talent that is commensurate with what you're trying if, to if do. If Frank Reich would have had games in the NFL, yeah. Well, if Frank Reich would have had games where he only had to score 15 points to win, he would have won at least two of those games. Three so of those my games, my yeah. argument against that would be I don't necessarily like the Colts. The the Texans game 100. percent The Colts game. 
I don't think you can put like a lot of people were talking about the this defense and the defense was barely on the field the whole game. They didn't have to be because the defense was not needed. Like the defense, the uh, Colts defense scored their touchdowns for them. Right. right? So right. It, it, I, here's the thing. This defense is, worry if, if you were talking to me, my apologies. No, um, no, I was trying to respond to you. I was saying this is that you're right, that the defense didn't have to do a lot, but they also held up decently well when they were out there it's not yeah, like through injuries they've held up decently. i mean well. they didn't have i think you're right but also the defense over the last two weeks has been the best part of the team yeah easily i mean we're, i think we're like what fourth or fifth in the nfl in terms of yards allowed like well, as far our as defense, scoring defense we might be first but no well i mean yeah. I'm just saying yards allowed, but one of the better teams. Yeah, right? I don't think in, anything in the there's. NFL. I'm not trying well, to celebrate the defense score. either by any no, means. I mean, no, I'm, but, I'm but not. Again, yeah. But again, the defense has had just as many injuries as the offense, and yet they are far and away the best part of the football team. I like, don't no, disagree with that. Yeah, there's there's no way that anyone could. But two weeks could, ago, CK, you that. came out and said that the defense was the clear weakness of the team. Well, I was saying that they were the clear weakness over two weeks ago because Up they until, were they yeah. were the number they were thirty like thirty first in the entire NFL. You can talk about yards all you want. I think the most important indication of this is how many times they were scored on, and they were like thirty first in the entire league and being in scoring uh, against them. So yards are not a good indication. Uh, we're not the, the only indicator because we yeah. were giving up seven yards. Like you can't even look at teams that were or had high passing offenses didn't have to pass against us to win. Right. Well, look at it all started with the the Vikings game. That's where right. we really got co- truly exposed. Is a teams who whose entire identity was predicated on passing the ball just ran the ball all over us, and yeah. Kirk Cousins didn't have to throw but 130 yards to beat us. Right. I just find yeah. it hilarious that all the people that believe in Bryce Young to be the future, and it's unquestionable. Bryce Young is the guy. He's been playing well, but the team around him is failing him. It's funny that they want to completely fire this entire coaching staff, and they want to think that David Tepper is going to get it right, and that it's going to be a coach and a brand new staff that is going to be better for Bryce, even though none of them picked Bryce. It's like you're 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 that's the real fear is you're arguing for something you're arguing for something that could potentially be detrimental to the quarterback that you say you believe in so much. I like to call out hypocrisy uh, whenever I can. (laughs) Uh, We have some super chats. Uh, Mr. Stats with two dollars says what didn't we expect was to go back or what we didn't expect was to go backward. Right. We did 100%. We did. Uh, C3 Anthony with 499 says we were sold that this coaching staff would elevate the offensive pieces, though. Frank Reich has been in the league five years and has the same issues. Amen. Uh, again, context kind of matters to that, though. Uh, Mr. Strass with the five dollars again says, Tony, you are forgetting how many times the player leaves our team to shine somewhere else. That part has to be on coaching and not just Frank. I'd like to remind everybody that the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by Caldera Labs. Caldera Labs is the number one place for men's skin care. That's right, men. Take care of yourself like your ladies do. Don't let yourself go. Saturday, I'll be turning 42. 
but I'm trying to turn back the clock on Saturday by using Caldera Lab products twice a day. You do a facial cleanse, you follow it up with a lotion, you can use the eye cream, and then at nighttime you use the serum, and right away you will see results. And within six weeks, you will look and feel, you will look younger. You'll be getting compliments quickly. I'm telling you, I really like this product. The code is you go to calderalab.com slash C3. You get 20% off. Caldera Lab products are the high-end stuff, folks. And sometimes for good stuff, you got to fork out a little cash. So calderalab.com is going to give you 20% off if you use slash C3. Calderalab.com slash C3. But you can reconcile yourself with this. Is I started using this product in August, late August, I think, and I still have plenty of product left. So not only do you get a high-end product, but it lasts for a while. It's a great time to give yourself a gift for Christmas. Give another person you know a great gift for Christmas. Ladies, if you're in the chat, tell your men to take care of themselves. And you can tell them in a nice way by giving them a Caldera Lab product for Christmas. CalderaLab.com slash C3. Let's keep rocking and rolling, Cody Lack. Let's do it. Going back to the slide. Uh, listen, people are going to get mad that I even included yeah. this. But uh, other media outlets are including this too uh, in that you, you can't really evaluate Bryce and not at least compare him to the guy that the Panthers could have also drafted number one. Um, if you look at the week nine numbers between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, completion percentage, uh, Bryce 61.5 to 71.4 for CJ. CJ had a record-breaking day of five touchdowns, uh, 470 yards. I believe that's the most for any rookie uh, in a rookie performance. Uh, this is the Big one, man. Three interceptions for Bryce, uh, zero for CJ, uh, a QBR of 48.3. Bryce has the lowest QBR of uh, any of the 32 starting NFL quarterbacks right now. Uh, and CJ Stroud had a 147.8. Now, I wanted to bring this up because I, I feel like if we're going to talk about Bryce and his level of play, then we should also talk about what Bryce feels about his level of play. Uh, uh, so after the game, uh, when uh, talking about uh, his performance, he put uh, bad throws and bad decisions on both. I have to manage risk-reward on both properly. Both could easily have been dirty balls, and especially if the first one was just a better-placed ball. That's not on anyone but me. People are in a position uh, that's only on me to be better. That's day one quarterback stuff. There's no crazy depth to it. There's no deeper story. Those are bad plays. He's right. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Panthers head coach Frank Wright praised the Colts' pass rush, which made life hell for Young throughout it the day. Did. According to NFL's next-gen stats, Young was under pressure a whopping 47.9% of his dropbacks on Sunday. All three, of his, all three of his interceptions happened when he was under pressure. Uh, I've been a part of this for a lot of years. I've seen many games like this many times. Frank Reich said, it's not all just on the pick sixes. Uh, we put him in a hard position a couple times. Obviously, Bryce owns his share of it, but we're all part of it. We have to do a better job. 
and Frank Wright doing what the coach should do, kind of falling on the sword uh, for for uh, his quarterback, but Bryce doing what the quarterback should do and falling on the sword and saying, hey, man, this is day one quarterback stuff. And if Bryce is able to say that about his performance, it doesn't make anyone else a bad fan like me or Greg for also saying those same things. Bryce has not played well this year. It is also true. He does not have the weapons and the offensive line around him to play well, but he is also not playing well himself. And Bryce knows that. And I know that Bryce wants to be better. And if we're with the, it's a natural comparison. And and here's the thing is I, I dare anybody to go watch that game. uh, The Houston game. I watched it and tell me, that there's any comparison with their offensive line and their weapons compared to ours. It's not even a, a chance that you could make a comparison. As an example, the Panthers gave Bryce Young 2.75 seconds, I think it was, to throw the ball on average. Okay. CJ Stroud had 3.8 seconds. He had a full second more to throw the ball, which is an infinity in the NFL. Uh, and especially when you look at, I, I think somebody was saying 0.3 seconds is the difference between Tyreek Hill and Adam Thielen as far as speed is concerned on the 40 yard dash, for true. instance. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. Yeah, I mean that's 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 exactly. I mean, if we're talking about a point like 0.3 seconds is the difference between being a number, a first overall draft pick, or a, or a first round draft pick, or a third round draft pick if you're a wide receiver. But CK, why can't we also say that Stroud is elevating the the players around him? Like, it, how can it, he elevate it, the it, offensive it, line to give him three a full second more than Bryce Young? Got? He's getting the ball out of his hand very fast. No, no, Bryce Young is a faster releaser of the ball than uh, CJ Stroud is. CJ Stroud actually okay. has one of the bottom of the okay. league in speed of getting the ball out. I mean, well, I number think one, number one, these. These two quarterbacks, their narratives will forever be intertwined. Forever. Because they went one and two, and then there was a big debate of who should have been one and two. Yeah. Second, it's okay to say that the Texans have been better as a team. Um, they haven't necessarily run the ball well. They have weathered injury a lot better, as in their backups have come in and performed. And, yeah, they do have some young, exciting players on their offense on the outside. I don't think that it's necessarily true though. I think, I think that it could, those could be corollary to that CJ Stroud wouldn't do better here. I don't think that's a given. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like he would be having the historic year he's having now. Oh, he definitely right? wouldn't be, but I, I think, mean, yeah. I think it's fair to say that there's, I think there's at this point in time, I think it's fair to say that there's a clear gap between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. And until there's something to prove otherwise, it's hard to argue against it. Right. I um, mean, I'm just saying we can credit CJ for having a great year and being part of that success. Right. He's not, that success is, is got a lot to do with him and to do with those other factors that you met, you made right. just like Bryce's lack of success has a lot to do with the offensive line, with the rest of the team, but also has a lot to do with his own play as well. And in this past game, I do think he's 100% right. These things, while he was under duress, I think that first pick six is the one that I have kind of the most problem with. I think it's a height thing. Like, I went back and watched it, 
I think like he that, can't see around that defensive no, end. That, and that, that defensive yeah. end, he he cut back inside, and he was he was in his face, and so Bryce Young kind of threw it to the guy, but like I could see where he threw it, and I could see that where the defender was, it was possible that Bryce Young couldn't even see the guy because the defender was like in his face. Yeah. So there's a potential there that that like, and and again, that's another conversation about the height of Bryce Young, right, how that right. could impact him. It's, it's and not think, that he can't be successful because of right. his height, but again, we have to go back and say his height is not an advantage. The other thing that I think was with that play is that it was almost like if you drew it on the board and you say, if this happens, if this happens and this happens, where do you go with the ball? You check it right here. And it was just like an assumption that you should just check it there. And that's how you get, that's how you handle this play. And it was almost like a casual practice play to me. And uh, look, his Bryce had a bad game and CJ Stout, CJ Stroud had a great game. And I don't think those two things have anything really to do with each other though. Right. Right. And at the end of the day is that Bryce's bad game alone can't be the determinant of how we look at him, but he is going to need to play better. I saw someone in the chat say that he may lead the league in short passes. And I can see that. Yeah, because Adam Thielen, that. because Adam Thielen is the is the brunt of those those passes. Right. Sure, sure. I mean, you just look at the passing chart each time. I I really think that there is a clear. I, I think with Bryce, he almost thinks too much right now, right, and I maybe. think the fact is mm-hmm. that as he's had more and more difficulty in the NFL that he can't play loose. He can't play free. He can't play confident. That's why every time we start to put together a drive, we got to win. I'm like hoping that we get a little mojo as a team. He gets a little mojo. He gets a little feeling good. And I continue to go back to the Seattle game where we had Andy Dalton instead. And I don't think that the game was per. I don't think that coaches went in and designed things completely different. I think what they did, I think what Andy Dalton is, is thought less and threw more. And he saw the matchups. He saw where the coverages were, and he threw the spots and the people. And if it works out, it works out kind of thing. It's like, hey, we got a one-on-one here. Throw it there. It's veteran football, right? A yeah. lot less to lose as well. You know, like sure, Bryce sure. Young starting just, out. Take so, so you got to give him that. He has a lot less to lose than Bryce Young, which helped him out a lot. I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it, it's funny for me how people with Bryce Young, like we were talking about him having short short yardage passage passing. People talk about how his completion percentages and he gets these yards, but didn't didn't um what's his name? Who, you say Br- Teddy uh, Bridgewater do the exact oh, same God. thing? Yeah, and we got mad. Actually, at him about he it. did more. He probably yeah, did but, more. but yeah, saying he, did. he did basically the exact same thing, and we got upset about that. But we he was also Bryce a ten year vet. He's a yeah, oh, Do you know what the difference the between numbers. Bryce Young and Teddy Bridgewater is? What's that? We didn't we didn't give up DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and the number one overall pick in the 2024 draft to go and get him. Yeah. That's why it pisses me off that everybody's like, no, but you can't say anything about Bryce that isn't glowing and trashing everyone else around him, including the coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, that's it's cornball to me. Like, but the offensive line I, I, has stunk, dude. I and for think, a team no, that needs no to build a front in front of Bryce, no the problem is we all we all knew 
that Bryce's success at some point was going to be linked towards an offensive line. We thought, though, that it was going to be injury and things like that is getting demolished out there. What's been sad about it is he hasn't been able to be that point guard type quarterback because he is always running for his life and he's not good enough and athletic enough to make that part of his game. And all of these off script plays that we were told he was so good at. Well, you haven't can't, seen it. He hasn't. Yeah. And every play can't be off script. Right. He was also the best quarterback under pressure uh, in college football. So again, all oh, no, he had a lot of, his, of. I thought he had a lot of protection no, in college. Was, Every time no, I saw him, he was just doing no, fine. When, when that, you're not that, under pressure that, much and you do well in those few times, you have a high right? Percentage wise, when you go back to the film, that Alabama offensive line was not comparable to Alabama offensive lines in years past. So people were like, "Well, that's even a better indicator of what Bryce Young is able to do under pressure." And being a point guard and to be able to distribute the ball, he takes care of the ball. He doesn't throw interceptions. And right now, all of the reasons why you moved up to number one to draft him, he is painfully underperforming compared to expectations. We totally fucked up with the offensive line. I told you guys not to get too comfortable with it. And then on top of that, that we were, we got comfortable with a group that was coming off an injury. And right now, I, I don't know if I should say this too loud. Where the hell's Nikki Bozeman been at on Twitter? Her ass has been missing. No, she's she's been uh she's she, been very, she does game she does game day pictures and everything all the time. I ain't seen as much as well, her. All they just week ran a Halloween Brad, party a couple like uh, last week too. As so Bradley Bozeman has been sucking ass too. Well, Everybody I, on that offensive line sucks, dude. Taylor Moten is old and well, he feels old, and he's probably the best one. That's terrible. I mean, I wouldn't say it's terrible, but like, good God, this offensive line sucks. Thank you, Panthers, for delivering us exactly what we're used to a fucking shit ass offensive line. And let me tell you this who would have thought that a number one, a top 10 offensive tackle pick? would have damn looked as bad as Matt Khalil would have looked as bad. Man, I'm sitting here going Byron Bell could play better than this shit. I feel like a lot of the things we saw on Sunday were the inter- interior. It was. Like, it wasn't just Icky getting beat, but he has been ass I don't think, this year. Yeah, he has. I, I don't think, I think, I don't know that I saw, my, again, I'd have to go back and rewatch it. I don't think I saw him have any issues like he did before. Well, you know what? That's, you know, why CK is because the entire line was having an issue. It wasn't just Icky getting beat when everybody was getting run past. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we couldn't even tell Icky was getting smoked because it was just coming from everywhere. Right. It was like they might not as, they may as well have not been out there. Would you believe that PFF still has Icky Aquanu as our highest rated offensive lineman? Like what? Like th- oh, that, it's only that, because of run blocking. But dude, yeah, and guess where we that, never run? Yeah, to, to the side. left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 again, one hundred percent. Like, dude, if you have a dominant guard, run behind that guard. And I'm sorry, I've been the loudest. I'll continue to be the loudest. And Kim Kwanu is not a left tackle. He isn't. 
He is a left guard. And the sooner that we can put him in that position and have him learning the idiosyncrasies of playing guard, I think it's going to be the best for him. You know what's going to happen there, right? I think that you're hurting him the longer that you leave him at left tackle. And shout out to Panther Pickle. Well, you can't do anything this year. Panther, uh, I know, but Panther Pickle brought up too that even last year, even in pass protection, they always had a running back or a tight end shaded to Icky's side, even when they were uh, passing the. Yeah, miss me with that historic performance of him as a rookie yeah, it was all masked it was all masked by basically running a wildcat essentially mm-hmm. yeah 100 man like again and the the sad part is i felt like we had an answer i felt brady christensen should have been the left tackle since his rookie season in the nfl but no then his arms were too short and then you drafted icky and now he has to play a guard he does well but people want to bench him and now Icky is struggling, and we wish we had Brady Christensen back. Uh, now we don't have anyone to play left tackle outside of Icky, so he has to be at that position. All right, what do we got next? Let's get – you know what? Can we take a couple – calls? let's take some calls. Uh, well, yeah, let's do it, but we're, we don't even have to spend time on this uh, just because it's related. Uh, how about Thomas Brown uh, when asked about the protection for Bryce? Uh, the level of concern on pass protection, Thomas Brown said, I'm not concerned at all. Hey, tell us if you're concerned in the cat calls <laughs> at 252-228-5098 and let us know your opinion on these Carolina Panthers. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like What's up, C3? Christian from Arizona. So, Christian, so you guys know I labeled uh, on my phone. I labeled your number as a twenty-four-seven fucking helpline. <laughs> I'm so goddamn depressed over here. This last night was the earliest I've ever fallen asleep in fucking decades, and I'm up at four a.m. and I don't know why it bugs me so much. I saw this fucking happening when we picked Bryce, but uh, it's depressing. Um. Cody, I have a quick question to ask you a favor. When you're looking mm-hmm. at all the, at the all 22, please look at the play before the first field goal and tell me, please show that Bryce chose not to go deep when you had a receiver shaking up the right quarter, single man, man to man coverage. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. I will. Noted. Um, not sure what to say. I think I'm going to be calling in a lot more. Going to help me with my, uh, uh-huh. processing of all Thank this you, uh, depression. It's just, it's one of those situations where I think it's, uh, you, you know, like when you have a loved one and you keep telling them not to make dumb, the same fucking dumb decisions, yet they can't help it and they just mm. do it. And it's just uh, disappointing mm. over and over and over again, but you love them. Um, at some point, you know, you feel like you just have to let go, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just, I uh, don't know what else to say other than it's sad. And all those people, you know, I, here's why I'm mad. I'm mad at all the fucking experts 
that sat there and said how awesome this kid was, how great, how the Panthers would be stupid if we didn't take him. And then to make it short, I'm also mad at all the fans who are saying, well, if you knew better, why don't you work for him? Just fucking tell me where to goddamn apply. You know, tell me how I could have gotten the experience in my profession. Boy, really? Huh? You make smarter decisions than these fucking yahoos at the front office. All right. I'm going to give back to my Monday. Have a good one, y'all. Maybe I'll call in a little bit. Yeah, I like hey. this call. Chris, yeah, I wanted to bring up one much. point, Cody. Uh, I'm going to try to be on the, uh, the, um, the uh, film study, but there are, I was at the game. There are a number of plays where there's players running down the field with their arm up. Yeah. So and, Greg, and Bryce uh, Greg, Greg, or, or Bryce, you got to rip it sometimes. Greg yeah. uh, came to my house after the game on Sunday and he told me that uh, just, what he just said, that there were a number of plays when there were guys open uh, down the field and Bryce missed them. And now, uh, thank you, Christian. Uh, we hope to hear you more in the calls. Happy to have you, bro. Uh, well, now you're saying the same thing. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are, are, are now seeing that there are opportunities. Uh, for as bad as everything is around him, there are opportunities that Bryce has had that he is missing. Got to just hey, rip it sometimes. Well, I urge everybody go watch these film studies that Cody's doing because seriously, if you're not at the game, if you're just watching on the television screen from what you see, of course, it looks like we have shitty receivers and nobody's getting open. But there are situations where receivers are getting open. And Cody will point them out in the film study. If you're at the game, yeah. you can see it. It's it's not what they're telling you. There are situations where there are receivers open and he's just not throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. The uh, hey, C3 Film Room. C3 Film Room mm -hmm. every Thursday. Every Thursday mm -hmm. we do it. Um, and by the way, I know I'm playing armchair quarterback over here. Like, I'm not saying that I'm an expert. So a Isn't lot of times. is that time, what a film study is? Well, but yeah, but here's what I'm saying. Like, I pose the question to people. Like, I'll say, hey, in my opinion, Bryce Young missed the throw on this play. Tell me what you think. Like, we're interactive. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the cat calls. Hey, man, this is a fan podcast. We want y'all's opinion to be heard. But definitely check out the All-22 film. Because, uh, you know, me, Pickle, Cole, we're not being biased. We're calling it straight down the middle. When there's good plays, we're going to point out how they're good and why they're good. When they're bad, we're pointing out how they're bad and why they're bad. So be on the lookout for that uh, this Thursday. Smash the thumbs up button, like, subscribe, listen to Dom34. Remember, may not be football experts, but we're expert football fans. And Christian from Arizona with a great call where he compared the Carolina Panthers to our drug addicted child that we just can't stop taking back in and lending a little money to and bailing them out of jail. The drug addicted child is our Carolina Panthers. And like people are pointing it out, we've got Panther <laughs> traumatic stress syndrome. And this is your Panther traumatic stress therapy session. I think he wanted a little bit more. You asked him to call in. He got a little bit more for you. Short one. All right. You know, I have something else to say. So I think we need to get rid of this keep penalty slogan. I mean, I, I love and respect Sam Mills. I, I loved I loved the, the moniker and what it did for. And, but if you think about it, keep pounding is just uh, – it just has a negative connotation to it. It's, it's basically saying 
you're always going to be fighting from behind. You're always going to be climbing yourself out of a fucking hole. This the other day. So, you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know what it needs to be, but it's it's uh, it is uh, pretty uh, pretty predictable. You know, it's pretty <laughs> our self proclaiming. Is that the term? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, keep pounding those goddamn excuses. Thank you. What about keep failing? Yeah, if they rename it, they'll just screw it up. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah with, with who we have in there right now, I just don't know. Yeah, but I don't know that we want to put that something the fans would need to do. We need something organically that we create. But we this this, <laughs> this fan base is so hard to be able to do that with because they don't go to the games. A lot of times, these things happen at the games. Like you know, when you talk about the Chiefs uh, with their the 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 arm that they go yeah the chop and then you have the skull chant and everything we just don't have that type of energy because we you know don't have people in the stand it's always the it's basically a second home game or an extra home game for anybody who comes to play the carolina panthers we need to add something at the very minimum it's funny that he did mention that because i swear to you i was thinking that same thing the other day not saying change it by the way but like keep pounding implies like, hey, you're going to be in a tough spot that you don't want to be in. Right. Which, well, by the I way, is, is, is true for life. Football. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, true for life. And that's yeah, going to be you're, football, you're, period. I just feel like it has too much of a connotation for what people, when you don't know it, outside of Panther Nation. Oh, I know, yeah. There's and a, it there's just a... is like complete the sexual overtones to the to the tweets and the this and that and, that's what but you know what is i don't i don't think we should i mean i think if anything yeah, what we need to do is when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply add to our traditions but it's going to be difficult to add to anything when like ck is saying it's like <laughs> nobody's excited no. you're like yay panthers anything you add to it almost makes it more sexual like keep pounding hard keep pounding that ass dude no when i say <laughs> add to, i don't mean keep add to the y'all. actual slogan i mean add other traditions like where you do, like so we have the Sweet Carolina then like yeah, hey, I mean I'm, like I'm, find yeah. something else that also becomes part of our DNA and our identity that one day may could supplant as the chance. I still wanna get rid of Sweet Carolina. I know, me too. I yeah. know that I, I know that's hate it. I hate you it. know how much how much I'd rather it be Pity Pablo. It's gotta be. Pity Pablo. Mm. Bro, having and then that way, you know how Pittsburgh they give away terrible towels. Well, they can give away T-shirts to everyone at every home game and give them a T-shirt to spin like a helicopter. Bro, it <laughs> literally writes its fucking self, man. What are we yeah, talking? Yeah, it says about? North Carolina, so it doesn't it doesn't include yeah, South you know Carolina. That's, that's what it is. They got to be inclusive bit. with South Carolina. Pay that man a little bit to adjust the lyrics 
just yeah and let's roll man a little bit open up that checkbook if you're david tepper yeah i mean a little bit i mean something i mean look pete pablo you know he's he's sitting there going oh wait you mean taylor swift made a bazillion dollars re-releasing her music yeah, that's what I do. That's what I'm saying, bro. Carolina, raise up. Take your shirt off. Yeah. Uh, hit you have those people in the stadium taking their shirts off, though, I guarantee oh. it. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, bro, that's Give us saying. something pleasurable to look at other than the football field. Give us yeah, some titties. Kevin corrected me. It does say so. You want to get rid of the wine and cheese crowd? Show some titties or something. You want to go I know, man. Keep, now we'll talk about keep pounding. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Uh, and shout out to Josh Dyson with the 999. Says there is no in between when it comes to Bryce. It's either all his fault or he's a bus. Uh, uh, or and he's, he's a never, bus. Yeah, and he's a bus. Or it's never his fault, guys. It's okay to fairly criticize mm-hmm. Bryce and still believe he can be our future. But see, hold on that that comment right there. I I I. I believe what oh, he's saying. God, the second God. sentence contradicts what he's saying in the first sentence. No, it doesn't. It does. In the first sentence, he's saying there's no in between, but in the second one, you can you can criticize him, but still believe in the future. That is in between for me. No, what he's saying is that the people, the that the fans, there's no in between for him, for uh, for fans. But okay. we can be critical of his play and also endorse gotcha. him going okay. forward. Let's go to the next call. The number is 252-228-5098. Hello. This is Country Panther calling uh, from the holler in the Appalachian Mountains. And that's Appalachian, not Appalachian, like some of y'all pronounce it. That just pisses me off whenever people say Appalachian. Anyway, um, these Carolina Panthers... I swear, these bunch of sorry some bitches. They're awful. I mean, they're god awful. I ain't never seen a team this bad. I mean, my high school JV team could whoop them. I'm telling you, it, it's sorry. I don't know. I don't know what to do to fix it. I don't know if they know what to do to fix it. I say for everybody, every one of them. I mean, we don't even have a first round pick. How bad is that? It's pretty bad. Mm. So. I mean, hell far. This is awful. Some of the worst football washing I believe I've ever done in my 28 years of living. Mm. Just sorry. But sorry, some bitches. All right, keep hammering. You go back to being a two-bit nothing, but don't you ever come back here again because I'm too old to waste my time trying to train a no-good loser like you. You bum. Those guys are a bunch of bums. Caller putting it out there. This team is the worst team he's ever seen. And you know what? As I don't think is like, you're going to have somebody go, well, you didn't see that two and 14 team. You know what? This team ain't even two and 14. I hate that. They're terrible. He's right. And by the way, that two and four or that two and 14 team, Literally the very next year, Cam okay, it led to Cam Newton and he won offensive rookie of the year. So at least this? there was hope immediately following that season. Dude, I don't care. The Panthers have never been down as bad as they are right now. And that Jimmy Clausen year be damned. 
isn't it? There's gotta, it's gotta be worse. If you tried, say you tried, you didn't try at all, which the Panthers did not in 2010, right? Is they, they on purpose threw it. Jerry Richardson threw the whole thing in those negotiations. They, John Fox was getting fired. Like it was, imagine if you tried to make a, you, you made a meal for your, and you didn't try at all and it sucked. Okay, that sucked. But what if you did your best try and it was worse than your worst try? Mm-hmm. That they're actually trying <laughs> and they are this bad. Oh, um, I mean, it is, it's tough. Um, you know, I thought though, again, these, these things, I went on Chris Jenkins, Charlotte Vibe. Go check out Charlotte Vibe. We've been collaborating with him for many years now. It's so fickle. The fans are fickle, A, but I think success and failure, the line between it is just so close. And I think a couple of things go a different way, and this season is completely different. And I'm not saying winning season, but not to the point where we're ready to jump out a damn window. And I go back, my example I used on his show was the first game of 2016 following that really heartbreaking loss in the Super Bowl after a historic and incredible season. If only the podcast had the foundation then and the community, like this sucker would be exploded. Like, you know what I'm saying? We were still getting started. That was our third year as a podcast, right? Or not, you know what I mean? That would have sent us to the moon. Oh, to the moon. I mean, it was incredible. It was so good. We didn't even know what was going on. But you come out in that first game after Cam wins the MVP. After all of this, it seems like Dave Gettleman is a magic man, general manager. Everything is pointing the right direction except for that Super Bowl loss. And you didn't get blown out either. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like... You weren't, you were outmatched and you didn't belong there. And we play Denver on the road. Cam's getting headhunted like a motherfucker. And he leads that team down in the fourth quarter for what could be a game winning drive, just like Bryce Young did in that game against the Texans. And Gano missed the 53 yard kick. And everything went south after that. Like it just was thing at injury with Michael or to prop like we get blown give up two special teams like a punt block or whatever against Minnesota the next week like it just snowballed out of control into horribleness I feel like if we won one of those games early against the Falcons or the Saints to start the season uh-huh. it sets a tone and a confidence for the coaching staff and for Bryce Young and for some of the teams that maybe that this goes a different way. But I also think that this Colts game was kind of like that is it was an opportunity to shrug some funk off to say, yeah, you started in the most horrendous way that you could imagine, but you put together two wins and now you got the bears on a short week, short week. You can even finish this season three and 14 and we can point to this three game stretch as a moment of like building. But then you shit the bet. And then the one player that you needed to kind of do good to create the morale for the team and for the fans had an 
awful game. Yeah. So it's just like, this is like, hey, it's like, I don't know if we can get out of this mental funk. It's like we're in a, the team is in a depression. Yeah. And it's like, we need, there's, we need medication. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know what is going to get us out of this hole that we found ourselves in. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like what's going to be the thing. How do you jumpstart this? Yeah. What is the defibrillator that's going to bring this heart, get this ba- heartbeat pumping to get it I to know. keep pounding? Hey man, James E. Thank you for the super chat, man. Look at how generous people are. Mm. This team is struggling but this community isn't is that look, our numbers might not be as big as they were at the beginning, but the people here are real members of the C3 family. And we thank you for your support. James E says, if I told you one rookie gets two pro bowl wide receivers, 26 rank, 26 rank offensive line. And another gets 69th pick rookie wide receiver and a 17th rank offensive line. Who would have more success? I don't I'm know. assuming he's talking about Houston there. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming this is a Stroud-CJ comparison. I would but, say that if he's using stats from this week, of course, it's because Stroud blew up last week. But no, he's, until, la- this is until last week, Adam Thielen was better than CJ Stroud's better receiver. And this, is a pro, was- this is a pro-Stroud post. Okay. Yeah, yeah He's well, talking but- about because we have Adam Thielen and DJ Chark, who are two Pro Bowl wide receivers. So at the beginning of the year, when you look, because our, our offensive line was considered a better offensive line, this is what we talked about. Like and, nobody predicted that we were going to have this bad of a uh, an, an offense because fair. of all those different pieces that. But then who has the se- who has the seventeenth ranked offensive line? That was I ours think, last yeah, year. Yeah, that was ours b- before the season started this year. Like he, he's saying, if you looked at this year, you were going to get this. Which one he's exactly saying exactly yeah. what I said at the beginning of the season, and I was absolutely wrong on this. Is that I made a bet? Now I owe freaking. Monty, I think five bucks or something or 10 bucks, probably. Hopefully he forgets yeah. about it. Uh, and that I'll is, go. I said, this is whatever quarterback goes to Carolina is going to have the better season. So I said, Bryce Young will have the better season. Mm. Yeah. Right. And it was, and I was completely wrong. We were completely wrong. Uh, we were wrong on a lot of things. Uh, I, you know, what? not we, I, I was wrong on this, how this coaching staff would get things going. I was wrong on the transition for Bryce Young. I was way wrong on Miles Sanders. I was even more wrong on DJ Chart. I have been so wrong that it just feels right. It feels right. And you know who the only people who have been more wrong than me? Are the people in the fucking building of the care and Bank of America. So yeah. take that. Let's go to another uh, call. Hang on, Mr. Strat. What's going on, guys? Hold up. We got to get all of our super chats. Mr. Chats, the $5 says, uh, not that it matters, but with Wilkes, is this the same record? And this is another question that people have been have been. I'm asking. so tired of that, too. I, I, I don't yes. care about CJ Stroud no more. I don't care about Wilkes no more. I, I don't care. you're tired of it, but the fact of the matter is we had a coach that turned around what we thought was one of the very worst rosters in the NFL. And say what you want about the division last year, we were at least contending to try and be a playoff team. Well, this year we're nowhere close to that. So it does 
just like uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, whether we like it or not, are connected to one another, the decision to pick Frank Reich over Steve Wilkes is something that we have to examine. Like, Let's and go ahead and bring this slide up about Frank Wright because yeah, that's a great. Uh, as you bring up Wilkes and someone in the chat brought it up, um, they said we got the wrong guy. And I don't know if he was talking about the quarterback, but we could apply that statement to Frank Reich. This was a comment directly, I think, after maybe early on when Frank Reich was hired. Uh, oh, maybe not. It, it was no. This is one of the post-game press conferences. Oh, okay. That uh, that Frank Reich had had, and in the YouTube comments, uh, Mike Parker, eighty-six, who is a Colts fan, says, "As a Colts fan who believed in this man at one point in time, I feel for y'all. This guy will continue giving y'all the same spill over and over. Unfortunately, he believes in players that aren't elite. Uh, he's too nice." Never has good game plans, so y'all will never score first drives and will start behind all the time. Another thing is y'all will suffer injuries nonstop. Sucks, because I live in South Carolina and go to Panthers game a lot and was pulling for y'all. And this is where the, you know, that everything that he said is what we're experiencing right now. Um, it, again, I hear you, man. I just don't know that you're going to be able to do better and hire an entirely new coaching staff in the course of one off season and benefit Bryce in that type of way. I mean, at the same time, I also want to make sure that it's clear. If we do fire Frank Reich, yes. Will I have, will I think that he has gotten the shit end of the stick? Yes. No, I'm not, not really. Gonna, I'm also not going to lose sleep over us firing Frank Reich either. Right. You know, um, it's hard to argue with my man's comment here. Frank is, you know, we said it, Mr. Nice Guy, where I said it early in the season. And, and on top of that, I think it's, I think this is the type of guy Tepper wants around him. Just a yes, man. Just a yes, right. man. But what is this? Why is this all about? What's the deal with the um, players are going to stay injured? How's that, Frank Wright? Yeah, that I don't know, man. Uh, people are wondering either, one, what we're doing at practice, or two, are we seeing all these lower extremity injuries because of the turf that the Panthers have? Mm. Uh, Strange. It continues to be a very big part of the discussion on whether or not the organization is physically taking care of the safety, health, and well-being of their players. Uh, All right, let's take another call. The number is 252-228-5098. What's going on, guys? This is your Coach Kurt. Uh, just calling in to uh, let you guys know that Marquis Haynes is coming off the IR. Hopefully he can suit up this week against the Bears. I don't know if he'll, since we go Thursday, I don't know if he'll be able to return, but it'd be great if we got him on the field Thursday for a rotation. Von Bell's coming back. Hopefully he can get on the field on Thursday. Um, we signed, <laughs> we signed Blake Martinez, um, a veteran linebacker, a uh, good rotational piece at the position. But the man is coming out of retirement, not only because Panthers are in dire need of playmakers on both sides of the ball, 
but because he got banned trading Pokemon cards because he was scamming buyers. Are we fucking serious? <laughs> oh my it god. It is pretty we're, fucking we're hilarious, man. This is so fucking awful. But <laughs> I'm going through some articles and I'm seeing that uh, Michael Pittman would be like, you know, a nice fit for the Carolina Panthers and Jerry Judy and all this shit. But I, I doubt we even, I mean, like, obviously we got to build from the trenches. And if we don't do that, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. If we don't get a better offensive line and more um, depth in our defensive spots that are lacking, like, it doesn't matter. You can have the best receiver in the NFL, and if you have what, like two seconds to get rid of the fucking ball and you're 5'10", you're going to get fucked up every play. Like, I'm sorry for the cursing and shit. This is just horrendous. What are we doing? Let it out, Kurt. I went through another article, and it said top seven coaches that are on the hot seat, and Frank Reich, after just one year, and obviously it's been a terrible year so far. He's, a, he's The article says he's on the hot seat. Obviously, it's just a reporter doing his job, getting paid to write bullshit. But, but he is. I don't, don't think worry. There's any way in hell that we can get rid of Frank Reich, having to pay, be paying what this would be our third coach that we're actively paying, or some or some shit like that. I mean, well, the next Lord. one would be the third. But um, Byron, like I said, Marquise Haynes. Hopefully, he can sit up Thursday. Same with Von Bell. Um, I think we gotta stick with our run game, guys. I mean, I think. It was looking good, and we went away from it. And I feel like if we kind of stuck with it a little more through that Colts game, that we it that game would have gone a lot better. Um, instead of us having to deal with you know Bryce Young having a small limited amount of time to throw the ball, and then you know rushing plays and rushing throws and making these god awful mistakes he did against the Colts, making a cornerback the best player of that game with like 113 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Fucking hell! But uh, he's got a part two, and then uh, here, go ahead and put that Pokemon title thing up since he brought it up. Yeah, hey guys, no, again. I just want to finish up my uh, my little spill. Um, we go get DJ Moore on Thursday, and I don't know. If, I think what's his name, Tyson Bader. If we let Tyson Bader, now I think Justin Fields is coming back. Cook us. Uh, I got to tune out, bro. Like, I I will forever be a Panthers fan. I have been my whole entire life. But even when our defense comes through, our offense lacks. But we can uh, – I mean, like, this is a DJ Moore quote-unquote revenge game. And as much as I love DJ, we got to shut him down. I mean, we can't have Tyson Bates. We have to win this game. DJ Let's... Moore having a good-ass game on us. I mean, like, our revenge – Frank Reich's revenge game went absolutely terrible. Like, if we could just come through for one more game – and not give Bears what like the number two pick overall, and then going back to back, that would be great. But we'll see what this offseason looks like. As we will probably win only maybe one more game. I'm optimistic for hopefully three, <laughs> but you know it's it's hard to be optimistic when uh, week after week it's either an injury or terrible play calling or terrible mistakes. But like I said, this is always a therapy session with you guys. But I appreciate you guys so much, man. I'll talk to you guys, you guys later. Thank you. Appreciate man. you, Kurt. We Thank appreciate you, man. your calls, man. We love everybody who calls in, especially you. Absolutely. And he brought up a couple of things. Before we get to this, I just want to mention um, they got to win Thursday. 
Oh, 100%. And We're going to get they, into it. If they don't win Thursday, it's going to be such a kick in the balls. Oh, We're going to yeah. take those brass balls off of Tepper's um, desk. And we're going to just throw them right into his real balls. <laughs> we're just going to take it and soft, just fast pitch it right into his nutsack because it will be a metaphorical kick in the nuts to this organization if they lose. And it's like I said in the opening, Tony, they could beat us, win the game, and it guarantees them another shot at us having the number one pick in the draft. That belongs to them. There, uh, yeah, it, no, I mean it, that's why they if they first of all they can't lose in a way, and on top of it, dude, let DJ Moore go off. Oh, done. oh my God, dude, it's gonna be this, embarrassing. This, the cat calls. Uh, you know what? I'm kind of I'm here for it. Yeah, hey, I'm look, here for it. That yeah. post game, we might as well take some meth and just stay up for <laughs> two days because the people, the calls, we got a lot of calls. So let's hit this up. Let's do prize picks and get yep. right back to rolling through these calls. Yeah, man. So uh, listen, if you haven't already seen uh, the Carolina Panthers um, have brought Blake Martinez out of retirement uh, because they need linebacker depth. They need players right now. And uh funny thing about Blake Martinez, uh, he has reportedly been permanently banned from reselling Pokemon cards on whatnot over scamming collectors, according to Dexerito. Statement from whatnot, after a comprehensive investigation into uh, Blake's Breaks operations, we have decided to permanently remove the seller from our platform, including the individual employees involved in in misconduct. Martinez retired from the NFL in 2022 to open a Pokemon selling card company and has made, dude, get this, $11.5 million in revenue in less than a oh year. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, who needs to play NFL football, man? Well, that's why he left. Yeah, sell Pokemon cards. What well, he can't for? now. That's why he's back. <laughs> Oh, man, is it, there's no coincidence. It's not a coincidence that this dude got banned. His business got banned. And this mug is out there trying to pay his lawyer fees right now. That's wild, man. All um, right. Um, remind this is uh, remember this is that the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is the number one daily fantasy football sports website where you can use your fantasy football knowledge to make real money. It's super easy to sign up. It's super easy to win and it's super easy to get paid out. But one thing you got to do when you go to prize picks, you can't forget to use the promo code C three, the promo code C three will get you 100, a 100% deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You put in a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars in promo funds that you can play as real money and win even more real money. Make sure you use the promo code C3 to get this deposit bonus, but also to let prize picks know that you like the prize picks segment on the C3 Panthers podcast. What I love about prize picks is not only the product, but our code gets you the same thing that codes like on Joe Rogan get you or whatever. Like, so 
That's how they think about C3 is to podcasting as Dan Patrick is to radio, I guess. Anyway, use the promo code C3 and you get that that deposit. We do a, or you get that deposit match. And even if you've used it already, make sure you're hitting us up on Twitter, letting us know what's your playing on the prize picks. We need your help just like you need our therapy. I tell you this, Cody, we're going to, we always look at the four, looking at the matchup ahead as our segment for prize picks. And um, I just put in the Panthers. And what I can tell you is this, is that I never saw this coming. <laughs> never. That, that many people. Well, well, first of all, yeah, this is because we never have this on a Tuesday night because the it's so far out into yeah. this is like what you pull up Thursday, on Friday. Yeah. yeah. But no, this one right here, there is nothing that makes me sadder than DJ Charks over. Uh, uh, I mean, more or less his fantasy projection, 25 and a half yards. That is just sad. He's supposed to get 25 yards on a single catch. But and you know what? Uh, He's on the injury report. He might not even dang play for all we know. And what's on? Um, uh, what's Miles Sanders got for rushing? Um, twenty and a half. Hey, dude. Hey, uh, a lot of people said I was stupid for taking uh, less for Jonathan Mingo and his receiving yards last week. And let me I, tell you, I was right. I sure was right. Here's my sleeper right here. Hayden Hurst. Too many injuries out there. Who the heck? Somebody's got to get involved. This is my, I, this is the week that he gets. I mean, look, that's one catch. That's two catches. Come on, buddy. We're going, t- I'm going with it this week. Uh, I'm going Miles Sanders more. We got to pick somebody from another team here. Um, I also think hey, this but, uh, one is a lock. Bryce rushing yards is a lock. A lock? Yeah. I don't know, dude. He ran What's like his, seven. Ta- he ran like, look at, oh. Do, it, do his, his pass, do his pass uh, a couple of rushing attempts. He had so 41, 41 yards. and 11. I think okay. he gets that. I'm with it. Hey, I want to see what DJ Moore's uh, projections are. Mm. Yep. 54 and a half on it. We're going you with have it. To, you have to take more for that, right? Yeah. Oh, God. And, yeah, dude. And then let's see, is Fields up here? No. For Russian touchdowns? Oh, I you're got one pa- more. You're in you're in pass. Passing, oh. rush, and receiving. Well, what what about just rushing yards? Let's just see if we can type his name in. We're gonna do a big pick this week. Field is not up there, so they're not confident he's gonna play. How many I got so far? Sanders, Hurst, Young, Moore, Jackson. Is that five? Yeah. We're going to do a sixer. Um, Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Nixon, don't feel great. You never know I mean, what Hey, let me hit my hunt. Go back. Let me see uh, Mixon. Just, he's got to get a no, touchdown. No, but do the numbers, like uh, his recent numbers. Uh, oh. Come on. Mm. He's had one in the last two games. 
That's why it's that's up there. Not, that's not a bad one either. Yeah, it's really not. Who are they playing? Yeah. Who who are the Bengals playing? Uh, I think it was New England, maybe. No, I think they're playing Buffalo. Houston, Houston, or Houston. Yeah, I would, I would take, uh, mm. I would take, I would take Mixon, Tom. Let's see here. Um, they got uh, Derrick Henry at seventy-four. Damn, Travis Etienne. They, they got an 80, 84 or something. Nico versus Cincinnati, Olave, Michael Thomas. What's Nico's numbers versus Cincinnati? Fifty-eight and a half. Mike mm-hmm. he? Evans, six mm-hmm. and a half. That's a lot. That's a lot. We got to find somebody that can just. I don't think fifty-eight it. is a lot. What's Nico Collins is, done man, the last if few you play weeks? For the Panthers, that's like seven weeks of receiving. <laughs> right, right. But I'm saying, what would CJ throw out there for? Top. 470 yards last week. Somebody in the chat, give us something good to look at. What about, uh, ooh, tackles and assists? Xavier Woods up there. I don't know. The, mm. I don't know if we can count on him playing. Really? Is he hurt again? Yeah. yeah so you injured, are allowed but... to do three Panther players and one, uh, and one. I think you just can't have only one team. Right. You can do three if you do like four players. You don't I, think it's gonna work? I think uh I think Mixon uh, Why? The, Why do you think Mixon? Because all he do? needs is all he needs is a touchdown. Like isn't I it know, passing, but that, isn't it passing or receiving? Yeah, but it's also the Bengals, and all they do is throw touchdowns. All right. I don't love it. I mean he's got two in the last two games, or one in the last two games, so all right, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. All right, so here we go. I want my cut if it hits. <laughs> going more, going more. We're going more. I only go more. Yeah, we're going DJ more, more. We're going Lamar more, more, and we're going Joe Mixon more, I more. I kind of think Lamar, you should hit less. Who are the Who are the Ravens playing? They're playing Cleveland. He's gonna get yeah, two touchdowns, no, dude. They, dude, the. Uh, it's passing, the, passing, the, rushing, the, receiving. The Browns have a legit defense. I do. Where they have like I, one of the better defenses in all the NFL. I think that's my problem with prize picks, right there, Tony. Oh, I think we. I just pinpointed is twenty, baby. Yeah, Boom. I only pick players that I want to go more for. I never look at a player that I think is less. Maybe I should yeah. start looking at a different, different way. Yeah, that's yeah. what I started to do. I started to try and. Look at some of the ones that I don't think are gonna hit. Dude, Adam Thielen was a letdown for me, man. He didn't get his uh his uh projection. What do they have him at? Seventy three point five. Uh, see, even even though he didn't hit it that's last a lot. week, I'm, yeah, he'll I'm, probably hit it this week. You know, that's what, that's what I'm saying, man. All right, let's get for eight. Oh, yeah, let's get right back into the calls. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's keep going. <laughs> if tell me if we heard this one already. Hey guys, this is Coach Kurt again. I was yes, going to say something. Fuck Darren Grant and his stat about JJ Jensen playing the most games. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what is well, it? I don't know. He was mad about D- Darren Grant. Yeah, well, it's a country panther again. I know y'all hate multiple calls, but uh, I've got some good advice I think I'm going to put on you. So, uh, 
give you some advice from up here on the mountain. I think I'll know how to fix this thing. All right. So, uh, I think first of all, you, you ain't going to fix this thing till next year. All right. So we're going to take our center, Bradley Bozeman. He's getting his lunch money taken in center this year. All right. We're going to move him over to right. No, let's, let's go left guard on him. All right. So we're going to move him left guard. We're going to draft us a center because we're going to get a pretty high number two, number two, second round pick. All right. So we're going to draft a center in the second round. All right. We're going to let Brady Christensen play left tackle. Mm -hmm. We're going to tell that Iquanu that he can go play in the road summers because he's just, he ain't no good. (laughs) Y'all know that. Film shows it. He sucks. All right. So that's how we're going to fix them offensive line struggles. Man. Bryce Young, you know, I don't That's even know what to say about him. Uh, we're kind of stuck there for about three years, bad, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's how we're going to fix off its line. Uh, we're going to get rid of old Frankie Wright because he ain't right. He's wrong. Frankie wrong. <laughs> All right, so we're going to hire some new coach, get us a new scheme in there, and uh, you know what, fellas, we're still probably going to suck because we're Carolina fans. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to be an optimistic there. right yeah. here. But uh, just to be honest with you, there ain't a whole lot of optimism going on here in Carolina. Not even on the Blue Ridge Mountains where it's so beautiful and we're up here in the holler. So uh, that's just my thoughts and opinions on how we're going to fix this uh, struggling team and uh, – you know what, fellas? I, I just don't think there ain't no fix for it. Never mind. Never mind. Scratch all that. We suck. We're going to suck until we don't, which uh, we're always going to suck. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, all right. It's getting to my man. Uh, that mountain air up there has uh, got him. Uh, next call. Hey, this is Ray. Uh, and out in Atlanta from Fort Bragg, listen to y'all all the time while I'm door dashing. Man, I just want to say, I feel I feel a little bad for Bryce because like we were sold something and and we just didn't get it. So it's it's falling down heavy on this young man, and he's he's a little guy. So what are we expecting? Um, I just feel kind of bad for him. He's just going through a lot. But listen, can only be a advantage of team, man. Like I'm a good stage player, but if I got a bad hand, then you you know you got to play what what hands you got, what 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 dealt. You you got to deal with what you got, and he doesn't really have much around him. He doesn't have anything around him. So for Thielen and and I mean they're gonna double team him. Coaching sucks. The team sucks. I remember somebody called a couple of weeks ago and said, put him in a plane and crash the plane. I wouldn't <laughs> crash the plane, but I wouldn't mind if, you know, it did, the plane it, got lost somewhere. <laughs> you know, they landed still in China. They're just on an island somewhere, <laughs> and they're not coming back. But, um, Bryce, it said that, that we got sold this dream that you was going to be this great, great quarterback, even though you only like five ones. 102 pounds, you know. I like this It's just a lot on his back. But regardless, no excuses, he's not doing good. But his team isn't good either. So, but we're going to keep pounding y'all. 
Y'all keep rolling hard. Y'all have me laughing in my car doing my doorbell. Appreciate y'all. Keep crowning Tapas Nation. Thank you for your service. Man. You gotta do that. It was a veteran, it's been it's veteran salute month. I mean, look, Saturday is Veterans Day, uh, Tony's birthday as well. And uh and you know, so thank you for that. And I love the call. <laughs> I love the you know what? We don't want you to crash and die, but we wouldn't mind if you were marooned on the island and you just <laughs> lived there for the rest of your life. Uh let's go to the next call. What's going on, C3? What's up? Uh, it's Anthony from Charlotte. Hope y'all boys are having a good Tuesday. Um, just calling in uh, to address some things. Um, last week was tough. Um, Got to flush it down the toilet and forget about it. Um, one in seven now. Seems like a lot of the fan base is in a Twitter space last night. We talked about about a lot of it. it we're just we're really down bad right now. Like this fan base is at a new new low and. I never thought we could get here with Matt Rule, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, you can literally go to Panthers games for, like, $11 now. It's actually pretty insane. Um, I remember the time where playoff tickets for the Panthers were, like, a couple hundred dollars just to even sit in the 500 section. Just it, absolutely insane. Kyle Bailey was absolutely going off on um, – Frank Rice, Scott Bitter, the whole thing, saying, like, Frank looks like he has uh, anesthesia when he's sitting on the sideline. I thought that was pretty freaking hilarious. Um, I, I want to address something that, uh, first off, I don't know if we're going to beat the Bears. We'll see what happens. It's kind of a toss-up at this point. Like, never know, really. I mean, I do know for certain that Deontay Foreman and DJ Moore are most likely going to have good games. Um, but I do want to mention something Cody brought up. I mean, he really, he really said that saying that if we get a new coaching staff in here, which is confidence and this and that. No, Bryce, Bryce is um, he, he's been doubted his whole life. I mean, you, you listen. My whole thing with people, you know, listen. I knew months ago that Scott Fitter was terrible, and it took fans a while to see that. But Frank Reich is not a good coach either. He wasn't – I've been talking about this. He hasn't been – he wasn't on anyone's top five, even top seven coaching wish list for anyone to come to the Carolina Panthers. He's been, the reason we don't like him is because he does a lot of the same – has a lot of the same issues as he did with the Colts and why he didn't make the playoffs when he lost to a 3-14 Jazz team. To Cody's point, if you're going to fire Scott Fitter, you have to fire Frank Reich because – you need a competent front office in here that's on the same page about everything. Bryce isn't going anywhere for till at least the end of his rookie contract. Like David Tepper invested too much in him. It just Frank Reich's not going to survive if we go one in sixteen. It's the reality of it. He's not. So give me your thoughts on that. We need to clean house if that's the case. No more one on and one off stuff. Um, we need everyone on the same page. Anthony from. He's got more. AC3, it's Anthony again. I just had a lot of thoughts on this. I got to bring this back real quick. Frank Wright keeps saying that he doesn't know what our offensive identity is. I'm sorry. That's a bullshit lame excuse. We've been in the year we for five years, and now they want to retract on everything they said before the season. 
by saying, oh, it's a process. It's a fuck your process, dude. Even wanting just one damn process freaking three years ago. You guys are just following the same Matt Rule thing. Stop acting like this team can seriously win and commit to a serious process. Don't retract it when it doesn't go your way and you have egg on your face when the team's one and seven. And then you, this is why Scott Bitter is hiding when you look stupid for saying this quarterback was ready to be dropped right in, the division's wide open, blah, 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 all of this, all of that. Oh, I looked at the roster. We have, we have a better position in every – our position overall are better than every single position from last year outside of one. Well, guess what you guys don't have? You guys don't have a coach that puts fire in their belly and knows what the players are good at and plays to the strength. There's no serious running attack. We run pistol all day, and Frank Reich's just a wimp. He looks like Billy Bob Thornton in Bad Santa 2, working at your lo- local Harris Teeter, stealing a bottle of vodka and running off. That's who he is. He's a washed-up grandpa. I'm sick of the Frank Reich excuses. He's not a good head coach. And if you are going to clean, if you are going to get rid of Scott Bitter, his ass needs to go too. Because nobody, nobody was interested in hiring Frank Reich as their head coach this past offseason. And the only thing is, Cody, you may be right in the fact that Frank Reich may be around, but he, you're not going to – it's not for the fact that he's going to be here another year because of a grace period. It's because David Tepper doesn't like admitting when he's wrong, except his whole tenure, everything he's done has been wrong. Besides for bringing music to Charlotte. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Anyways, those are all my thoughts on that. I just can't – listen, I'm done caping for anyone on this team. Even Bryce Young, he plays like shit, shit uh, nah. on Sunday. He's got to win me back um, on Thursday. But as for everyone else, Frank Reich, some of these players, Scott Bitter, no, there's no grace period anymore. I'm sick of giving incompetent front office people grace period. That's what I got to say. So give me all your thoughts on it. In the world all right, but of to be Jim fair, uh, Anthony. Rackham. I mean, to be fair, Anthony, you said you're tired of all the excuses that people are making for Frank. He looks like this. He looks like that. Well, a lot of people are tired of the excuses uh, for your five ten quarterback who sounds he like Mickey Mouse. He was done making excuses for him. He said yeah. he had to he win him back. Well, he, he said did, that. Yeah. He said that. But Greg knows that there have been a certain number of people that have been the loudest supporters for Bryce, no matter how he plays. And Anthony is one of those people. He was. He's he's come back down to reality. I I feel. I think that he is. He he's on the same level we are. Where he he's the same level I'm at. Show me where I've been at from the beginning. Show it to me. So I mean, it, it's fine. I, I believe him when he says it. But you're right. There are some people. <laughs> there are some people that will uh, will forever be Bryce Young diehard fans and pull from no matter slayed. what, and that's fine. It's their right to do that. I have no I problem. I thought he with that. slayed with the uh, Frank Reich at the Harris Teeter comment. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it was amazing. That was pretty good. Um, yeah. I thought he was feeling it. He was bringing it. Uh, first of all, Anthony, I like that passion. Mm-hmm. There was more fire in his belly than there is in that locker room from Frank Reich. And, and really, that might, I would look, is one thing is, I said the same shit with Ron Rivera in year two. 
And I was like, I just want him to fucking be mad. I want him to grab a guy, play her by the face mask, and fucking yell and scream at him for sucking or whatever. <laughs> and he didn't. He sat calmly with his arms folded over his ample chest, as Mick Mixon would say. And there was a time, though, where it turned out that that actually became a great attribute and quality to Ron Rivera. Like it's, and that's why his teams did well late in the season because he didn't panic and he panicked. You know what I'm saying? Is and then they see that and they feel that. Funny stuff though is Barstool, one of the Barstool guys. They talk about my friend is a Commanders fan that I go on the radio with, and they joke that they don't think Ron Rivera can talk. <laughs> that like he never says words. Like every time you see him, he's never saying anything. He's never yeah, talking he into the mic. Cross. He's never he talking to the mic. And then they go to him uh, the other night, I guess, one of the games that they were blowing. And uh, they asked him, they're like, what'd you say in the locker room to these guys at halftime? He said, I didn't say anything. I let them talk. <laughs> I was just like, oh, he, man. He used to say that when he was here, too. Oh, he man. Say, I, didn't, I didn't give him a message. I let the the uh, the captains run it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be the ones that provide it. Dude, I'm just going to be in my office. <laughs> Dude, Ron uh, Rivera is uh, not probably, it's probably, uh, this is, you don't think he's surviving, right? Is, no, this is no. But you know what? This team wouldn't be if they'd be better with Ron Rivera as their coach. We'd be better with Steve Wilkes as our coach. But we would also have just said this: "Screw this, we're getting some new line." We would just run the ball. Yeah, just run, you know. It's, uh, it was just we're just running it. We're gonna it run it ninety nine times. That we've hired all have the same identity. Like we just want to run the ball and dink and dunk and right. play good defense. Like all I don't think coaches. Frank knows. Well, I I do think is look is we heard um, who was it I was on with when I remember I did uh, I, I caught up with the Detroit the former Detroit Lions player. His name is escaping me now, and he was talking about Caldwell. And how Caldwell, like he loved how he treated they tr he treated them like pros and things like this. Look, I mean, you can look at what's going on in the Raiders with what happened with the Raiders is that there can be an opposite effect of those intense, over-involved coaches. Mm -hmm. We just got man, the players are going to have to muscle up here. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's just coaching. I mean, look is. But right now, nothing. Everybody's head is on the chopping block right now. Uh, Everybody. Uh, how about this? Even when heads are on the chopping block, incredible people will gift memberships mm. to the C3 Panthers podcast. Will Horsley with That's the great. 10 gifted C3 Panther podcast, Panther podcast memberships. Well, you're the man, homie. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you so That's much for your... 30 new C3 super fans because of two wow. wonderful gifts from Panther fans. They better Wait be it. hoping for a uh, for a Mingo touchdown on Thursday night. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes, they will. Yeah, we didn't Mingo put that on prize down. picks, though. We're giving out jerseys to all you Mingo believers out there uh, if there are any left. I know. Do you think the person that wins it goes, hey, do you mind if I get a Luvu jersey? Yeah, can I get like, <laughs> can uh, it be anybody else? Uh, right. uh, yeah. 
Jansen jersey. Let's go to the next call. Hey, guys. This is Matt from Statesville. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome. Just wanted to get you guys' opinion on something. Um, so you know how they say, you know, they talk about certain players, say, you know, he makes everybody around him better. Yeah. You look at our offense, wide receivers are trash, O-line's trash, running backs, trashy, Chupa's okay, I guess. Uh, so, you know, you look, but you say you replace, overhaul the wide receivers, overhaul the O-line, we could be looking at a better team. But is Bryce that player that can elevate the people around him. So what I'm getting at is, could we just go all out, sell out, overhaul the offensive line in the off season? I know it sucks we don't have a first round pick, but you can find good linemen in those middle rounds. Go all in on the offensive line. Give that man some time, some consistent time, not just time every 10 plays or something, consistent time true. in the pocket. Is Bryce that guy that can elevate the people around him? I don't know. <laughs> That's all I want to see. I want to get you guys' opinion on that. Thanks. Have a good day. Well, that is the – I don't know. I was going to say the $64,000 question, but, man, inflation has really hit to the point over the last 40 years. I mean, that's the number one pick question right there. That's the number one question. And it's one of those things is I don't think you can evaluate it until you see that. You know, is that you have to at some point trust in your evaluation process. You have to at some point say we picked this guy for a reason. He did, you know, and I think he's shown moment. I, you know what? I don't think he's shown an inability right. to play the game or a lack of capability. I think right now he's playing gun shy a little bit. Um, and I don't even know if it's, it's like he needs, like he said, consistent time because Bryce has had time at moments this season and he hasn't done well and he's had time and he has done well. The problem is, is ever when he, whenever he really truly needs time, he's getting destroyed. Uh-huh. And here's the other part, and, and, and not even in defense of Bryce, like the problem with that is you can't expect perfect situations on every play. Um, and quite that, honestly, if you plan on being a contending football team, you have to have an offense that's able to go up against the best defenses on the, in the league, uh-huh. right? Obviously, we haven't faced the best defenses in the league, and he's still, you know, are struggling. all the pieces, yeah, everything's struggling. But when you, your, your offensive line is going to fail, like it's going to fail. And it's going to fail in the Super Bowl. It's going to fail uh, in the playoffs. And it's a matter of whether or not your quarterback is able to make, you know, the best out of that situation right now. And this is everybody else that that has been critical of Bryce. He hasn't shown that side of him where he's able to overcome those crazy adversities. When he has a bad game, he has a really bad game. Um, And that's evidenced by the fact that five of his, what, seven interceptions are in two games out of his eight game career. Like, and when he has a good game, it's marginal. Yeah. Marginally right. good. Great. So, I mean, we, again, I, I think one of the arguments that I've made is I think that the argument that trading up for Bryce was a, a mistake as of now is an accurate argument. I don't think that picking Bryce early in the first round is a 
uh, is a mistake in general, but giving what we did to get him, I think as of now, it's hard to argue against that being a mistake until something changes. I mean, again, I'm going to argue all day about this offensive line. I'll argue all day that this talent, when you look at the film, is horrendous. And I don't even know if it's all just the talent. I really do believe there's a part of this that is coaching and the offensive scheme, not really getting these guys the best opportunity to be open. Um, but they make every defensive front look like the best defensive front in the league. It's un, it's unbelievable. I mean, when you look at what, what he's, what, what's going on with that, but the wide receivers, like, again, I know we talk about him having, and here's the thing. He, I think he is gun shy. I think he's got an internal clock to where he's like, all right, I'm used to being under pressure in two seconds. So he's like, maybe there is a bit of panic. And when he doesn't get hit, he's like, oh, wait, where am I going with the, like, I, I think there could be that aspect of it as well. Maintain the, the, the mindset. Bryce Young has the potential to be a franchise quarterback. Um, I don't know that we made the right choice moving up and getting him at this point. Uh, good comments from Jay Doe in the in the YouTube chat. He says, why would you draft a 180-pound quarterback behind a trash offensive line? Another mistake by this. Really more of a mistake on not bolstering the the needed asset of an offensive line with that player rather than not drafting him, making sure that you had the horses to continue the improvement of that line, not just saying, oh, last year's line is good enough. It needed to be made better. On yeah. top of that, he continues to say his next comment was that's why he wanted AR. Um, and, you know, the only thing is, is I agree with that, but it just – AR was hurt in every single game. So hey, like that, that's strange. And my last point, and then you take over is I think if anything, the Panthers, I don't even care about offensive weapons. I'm sorry. I truly don't. I don't care. I don't care if like, I mean, I think you just need the line. Yeah. I think that's the, because look, is if Bryce, because look, is the run game would be more competent with an offensive line, right? Is that sure? Chuba, like, is these aren't no barn burner dudes, period, either one of them. But you know what? Is any running back can do well when the offensive line is making big assholes? And number two is this is big that assholes. it's, yeah, it's easier to do to turn mediocre receivers into guys that can produce behind a good offensive line than it is. If you don't have a good offensive line, you got Stefan Diggs, Tyree, who the who fuck cares? Right. But I'm also a big believer in get good both receivers and offensive. Well, sure. But if yeah, you can't yeah. do everything in no, one I sweep, I think we should yeah. just focus on well, the offensive the way, line. That's why I've been a proponent of it doesn't matter who your running back is, so why are you paying them? If you have a good offensive line that can run block, you don't need to spend a lot of money on these big high-end running backs uh, that want to get paid. So uh, Eric, with the collector $4, says, get Bryce an offensive line, and Icky is not a left tackle. I agree with you, bro. All right, next call. Well, you knew it was coming eventually. Bryce Young, this fucking guy. Yo, this <laughs> fucking guy. Son. Three fucking interceptions, bro. Two back to the fucking house, bro. 
I'm not a Bryce defender or beater or whatever the fuck. I try to stay completely fucking neutral, but this kid cost us that game. I can tell you that straight up. I liked his progression week by week, even though he didn't have C.J. Stroud numbers. But the kid progressed this game. He fucking regressed, and that fucking O-line, Jesus Christ, bro. I had a better offensive line than fucking Pop Warner. What the fuck is this? The only fucking plus side I saw was fucking Miles Sanders. He found a few holes. Fuck, last week, I didn't think that guy could find a fucking hole in a whorehouse. You know what I'm saying? But fuck. Season sucks. This team fucking sucks. But at least we got each other, right? La Familia Paisans. At least we can all cry together. They mm-hmm. can complain. At least we got that. We got the C3 fam. We got each and every one of us motherfuckers. So, boys, have a good show. Yeah, that one kind of stung. Yeah. That fucking stung. Anyway, I'll catch you boys later. The only thing that's going to make uh, my Paisan's calls any better is if he comes on the show or the free-for-all and we put the blurry face on him. He's in C three protective custody. Yeah, witness protection. What a great new segment! This fucking guy. Yeah, you know, this fucking that. guy. <laughs> Next go. What's up, guys? This is Chase from Anderson. You know, now we a couple of days past post game uh, overreaction. I don't think we really know what we got in Bryce Young. I know yeah. he's not playing up to what we was built that he was going to be as of, as right now it is but but to be also to be fair if we really don't know what we got in Bryce Young because the situation we have for the the Panthers franchise is so bad I'm, white quarterback would thrive or look good at, with this team right now not many you know um so there's that, um, but there is some optimism that I can see that that's a very bright spot is that the game is on Thursday night this week and saves us from watching and having a miserable waste of a time on Sunday. There's that. And uh, the question is, whose performance has been the most uh, uh, disappointing this season? Bryce Young? The offensive line or Brian Burns? Oh, he said I the would biggest say, disappointment. Brian, Brian would Burns say, not playing, by the way, this weekend. I, uh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be quick. I would say offensive line, but in particularly, I'm saying Ikea Kwame. Yeah. I'd like to say Brian Burns. I was hoping he'd include him in there because he's definitely an honorable mention, but there's no excuse for this offensive line this year. I think Brian Burns has played hard. But yeah, I, I think, think so as well. I think uh, he kind of showed you the same arguments are going to continue to follow him right now. And that yeah. is, um, is he elite or is he just good? And is he not elite because there's nobody else? Like, it's like, right. you know what? It's like, we almost don't learn anything about the Carolina Panthers. Like yeah. the caller said, we're not going to be able to learn anything about Bryce until we get a better offensive line. Well, guess what? That means we'll just never learn about Bryce. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, because we never get a good offensive right, line. Right. And even when we think we do, like, yeah. uh, like we, we were literally chanting, build that wall. 
here over at C3, and it had nothing to do with the border with Mexico. Okay, yeah. we were talking about yeah, that's the it's like 2017, bro. Speak for yourself. I'm just kidding. It was clearly our Canadian brothers we were trying to keep out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, real quick before we um uh knock out the rest of these cat calls, let's come to the end of our presentation and uh look at this matchup with uh the chicago bears no brian burns this thursday night against the bears as brian burns is out with a concussion cj henderson is already confirmed out uh with an injury as well cj henderson is gone yeah we're losing this oh that's what i'm saying cj henderson is not playing uh with brian burns ruled out the panthers will have a pass rush rotation of uh Marcus Haynes, DJ Johnson, Amari Barno, and training camp standout Ikuliota uh, uh practice squad elevation. Uh Frankie Louvu could also have uh a heavy workload at outside linebacker. Um and to make this come around Dan, if uh if justin fields plays he's gonna rush for two hundred and seventy thousand yards <laughs> mm. I, yeah probably so um also i wanted to get everyone's opinion um on this right here uh to kind of finish the discussion on brian burns everybody knows that the trade rumors with him was the subject of much speculation uh, last year, the Carolina Panthers turned down first-round picks from the Rams and the Chicago Bears. Well, how about a bunch of teams came knocking about Brian Burns before the deadline? Uh, Carolina Panthers' Brian Burns has at least five NFL teams reach out to the Panthers and offer at least one first-round pick, but Carolina decided to keep their all-pro pass rusher. Burns expected to miss Thursday night football. The teams that were interested in him were the San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago Bears, the Baltimore Ravens, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, boys, if the Bears were calling for Brian Burns, that means that they were more than likely giving up around one pick. There's you know no what they would have said? That you can have ours, but you can't have yours back. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It fucked up, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, dude, 100%. Uh, what if I that wanna... was the thing that kept us from doing the deal? Well, that's what I want to ask the panel. And I want to ask everyone in the chat room, did we make a mistake for the second year in a row not getting anything in return for Brian Burns while also choosing not to pay him. I don't know. 100% yes. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm saying that I have to get Brian Burns out of here. I don't hate this guy, but you've now like, we are in purgatory right now. Like we're in rebuild. Yeah. And we have nothing to rebuild with. And if Chicago, Chicago may not have been one of the teams with the first and it may not have been been a first for next year. I pick too. But, man, I'm telling you, dude, if you've got a chance to get anything for this guy, because if you didn't pay him this year, based on his performance this year, you're not going to pay him big money next year. 
Nope. I mean, I'm not saying he's doing terrible, but he's not doing great. You're probably so we're just going to let this guy walk. Like, seriously, or what if they him. weren't giving what maybe? How about this? What if the offers have declined that much? That's another question mark about you know, whether or not I mean, like the 49ers gave up a third for Chase Young. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Chase Young. I mean, what did they give up for Montez Sweat uh, in Chicago? It was like a, a, a second round for him or something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's could have been next year's. Yeah. I mean, also yeah. keep in mind that they uh, could have said, Atlanta. Hey, you know what? A Brian Burns, a fourth. They could have, but here's the thing they traded for Montez Sweat for basically nothing, and then they gave him the contract Brian Burns has been wanting. So, I mean, like, so they've already if, paid him. Yeah, yeah, he got, nice. he got the, and so, like, how much of this can you look into and say, like, all right, we're getting ready to play Chicago where Sweat went. And he played well last week, by the way. Um, and he got a contract that he wanted. Brian Burns is sitting here, like you already saw his brother. I don't know if you guys t- saw that tweet, but uh-uh. there was there was a report sh- talking about how many teams had called interested in Bur- Burns and said that the Panthers still chose not to do anything. And uh, Lucci is like like shows like basically he does an emoji that shows that he's he's not happy that Burns is still in Carolina. Essentially, uh, so is what you get. are we saying that Burns's headache stems from? the sweat trade and deal. Hey, now he's got a concuss- He's concussed because of this shit that he's going to, he's dude. like, I, I would, I wanted that. I mean, he's got to think about it. He got hurt there towards the end of the game. Um, his knee or something was, yeah. I think was the issue. I mean, like at that point in time, you're like, dude, hey, you're playing with his money, right? For a team that's not going to compete this year. Um, why would you put yourself again? I'm not saying he's setting out without a warrant just cause. I don't think that, these players are, are, you know, that, um, you know, of that caliber of player. But I, I do think that there's a chance that if there is uh, any sense of an injury, um, that it's a lot easier for them to say, I'm, you know, I can't go. You know and what I mean? Panthers pulling the, they're playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. They were like, man, we ain't paying this guy early. We're going to suck all year and then just pay mm-hmm. him like $19 million now. Take that. Next call. What's up? This is Chase from Anderson again. I, I had one more quick point I forgot to uh, have. Um, at what point? I know one question was one: do, do you bench or sit uh, Bryce Young, or you let him keep playing and learn to the experiences? But what at what point are you doing more harm to his uh, development than you are good? Um, I believe they. I could say it go either way. I'm fine with either way. But if you was to bench. Uh, uh, or sit Bryce Young for the rest of the season. You can save face by saying, "Hey, we put this young man in a bad situation, and we think it's just going to uh, be bad for his development. And we don't want the, our future quarterback getting hurt, so we're going to put Andy Let's... Dalton as uh, the starter the rest of the season until we, you know, make a make this franchise to what a young developmental quarterback needs to be in." Well. I think CK on Sunday raised the best point about that for like, honestly, the most beneficial part about doing that is then you do get to actually see, is it Bryce Young or is it the team? Yeah. Right. I think that's well, what you said Sunday. How much of it is that? How much of it is that? And honestly, it could be the best thing for him to yeah. have the exact same scenarios and see how Andy Dalton, like we can talk about how CJ Stroud handles situation, but you can't compare apples to apples because it's, his situation is completely different than than Bryce Young's. 
Andy Dalton's wouldn't be. It would be identical. And if he were to come out here and these players started to play well, um, then that's fantastic. One thing that I did have a concern about is I was watching some of the film study on YouTube and whatnot, the, you know, prior to our film study that comes out. And one of the things that I like a, a lot of these people are pro- pointing out is it looks like our wide receivers are just lazy. Like they don't run their routes very clean. Like it just, it, it looks, it looks like there's, they, they're not even trying. And an argument a lot of people have had is like, that's on right. I almost want to put that on Bryce, right? If your quarterback isn't, isn't motivating you to want to actually run your rights, there's a route, there's a concern there, right? And I know Bryce being a rookie, you can't put all this leadership on him, but uh, that, that part, I, I can't put on the coaching staff when the quarterback also has a say, you know, has a, a contributing factor as to whether these guys are running their routes the way they want to run their routes, if they are running them lazy. Um, so maybe Bryce is too young, too nice with these guys too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he likes to give everybody a high five as they're entering and exiting the tunnel. Um, but I don't really know how much that does. I don't know. I mean, you run the risk of coddling him. Like I'm a big believer that if you can break your quarterback in one bad season, he probably wasn't ever going to be successful. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially considering what other rookie quarterbacks have had to go through before, like Peyton Manning, like a Trevor Lawrence. There have been a lot of quarterbacks that you could break really him like a horse, though. That's that break concern, right? Well, but hold on. But, that, but look, that's where I've been a Bryce defender. Because to, to the guy in the chat that said, oh, we should have picked AR, dude, Bryce Young is physically proven more capable of playing NFL football than uh, Anthony Richardson. Like, say what you want about Bryce Young. His little ass gets annihilated and jumps right back up. Yep. He's, he's, as, he's as tough as nails. And I think nobody can take that away from him right now, considering how many times he's been hit the past two weeks alone. So, you know, let, let's let's keep it a buck. If your criticism was that he wasn't going to stay healthy, so far that has proven to be incorrect. Honestly, all the reasons that Bryce Young was, was considered not to be a good, like, a good pick are not the reasons why he's not succeeding in the NFL. Right. You know, it's it's weird. It's all the pieces of of Bryce Young's. You know, the critics that that uh, you know pre draft or you know preseason were his height are going to make it impossible for him to play well. Um, he's going to have batted balls. He's not going to be able to you know do. Uh, it, it, he's not going to be able to stand up to the test of a NFL schedule with these defensive linemen. You know, causing injury and whatnot. Those are all not even the issues. Like I don't I, like I don't think those are the issues. The issues are really at this point in time not elevating the team around him, and that's not something that I think we could have said of Bryce Young in his college career. Next call. What up, guys? This is Dee's, and I'm trying to get in my cat Jeez. call. Just two days before our Thursday night matchup coming up with the Bears, I'm really concerned about what's going to happen in that game because things in Carolina aren't going so hot if you haven't been paying attention. First of all, we changed out our offensive play caller to Thomas Brown. We didn't see a lot of improvement. We finally got our first win of the season, thank God. But in this last game, it was absolutely horrible. I just watched about 10-minute film breakdown of what was going on in some of these plays, and we weren't running any 
any receivers out in the open parts of the field. The scheme that we've put together is absolutely awful. I didn't feel that bad about it at the beginning of the season, but the lack of the running game has just crushed this passing attack. There's no way we can effectively pass the ball without trying to make some changes to the running game. I thought they were going to do that over the break, but they failed to do so. And while we're not running outside counter zone, like we had Darren Gant even said earlier, earlier uh, like a week ago, that we had like four plays we ran under Steve Wilkes, and we were able to win football games, at least half of them, by, by running those four plays. And, and our inability to recreate that with this coaching staff is an absolute failure. Now, I don't know who you want to put it on. If you want to put it on the coaching staff, fine. Fire the coaching staff. We said this. We had this conversation on CD on the C3 on the Friday three for all over a month ago. It was almost two months ago now. We said if we only win three games this season, everybody can go. And it really doesn't matter because this is get this is absolutely pathetic. We've got all this experience in our coaching staff, but yet we fail to make basic changes. We we bring in free agents that that flop like not just flop a little bit, they flop a lot. Like the the failure of our free agents, Hayden Hurst, DJ Shark, and Miles Sanders, of course, who is on pace to almost hit 500 yards this year and two touchdowns. That is an absolute travesty. You have to let people go. I don't care who they choose, right? And I'm not getting into an argument with you about about who they let go. But you have to start letting people go and holding people accountable. Another thing, effort, lack of effort in the film I just watched. Just 10 minutes, a handful of plays. It was like uh, 8, 10 plays, maybe maybe 12 at the most. And I'm seeing guys running hard on one route and not running hard on the other one. Well, I don't like this route, so I'm not going to run hard on this one. Or I don't know what I'm supposed to do on this play, so I'm going over here and I'm standing in this other receiver's place. There's, we're we're so deep in this. We're halfway through the season. There's no excuse to be at that point still to where we don't know where we're supposed to go or what we're supposed to do. And then the injuries. And I just want to ask the panel, do you think the injuries is because of lack of effort? Keep having a C3. I tell you, Dee's brought it right there, and Dee's is the most patient, or one of the more patient, uh, you know, optimistic. I think people, mm-hmm. and he's had it. He's fed up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a so very you know interesting point bad. he brings up. Oh, oh, good. No, I was saying you know it's bad when Dee's is like, mm-hmm. all right, man, I'm over it. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting point he brings up about the injuries and about it being a possible lack of effort. I never thought about that because when you are playing a game like this with a lack of effort, you can definitely get injured. We talked about this before the show, though. Uh, nobody ever gives blame to the training staff. Yeah, is it possible that we just have a bad training staff in Carolina? No, to have so uh, much injury. I mean, I don't. Th- well, I don't know. It's like I don't know how the trainers are the ones that I thought they were helping you rehab from injuries more. Well, that's a possibility right there. What if you get injured and you have a bad person helping you rehab poorly? I don't know. Is but I will say this: is he brought this up? Is people got Cody? What did you mention about Thomas Brown? That Thomas Brown said, "Oh, I don't think the offensive line needs to." I have no concern. What's going on here? Yeah, he said he's not concerned about pass. What are these mugs even talking about? He said not. He said not concerned at all. That's why I tell people you don't need to stop believing what you hear from the coaches when they're up there at the podium. Like right. part, of what the, part of what they have to do is give you the talking points. 
Like they have to be like, oh, we're not worried, we're not scared. They have yeah, to but provide... you can say the offensive line needs to be better. Yeah, true, but like, I'm concerned to, about Bryce's success if he doesn't have protection. I mean, he doesn't have to say concern, but he can say, look, no, we have not been playing the way we want to play. Well, I mean, if you can say that, if Wright can say that about uh, about Bryce, why can't Thomas Brown agree that the offensive line is a concern? Like if, you know, if, if, if these guys it's can not, be or the, just say it's not playing up the snuff, right? CK? Right. I mean, well, the other, like, I, I guess the part of it that's tough is like when you look at the line that we have, there should be no reason it's this bad. Like not, not a single reason. Like you can talk about Brady Christensen not being in there, but there is not a single reason that you could give me as to why this line is yes, this bad compared to last year. I can. I can what tell is, you this is that it wasn't that good last year. It was number 17 in the league. It's, it's like one of those things I think is like we can find a way, like in what stat? And Run all blocking. Like, Icky, Icky, overall. Icky had a bad first, like two or three games. But he didn't allow a sack. All for like they did 10 was games. run, though. They just run. Block. No, no, they they did a lot of like pass plays in that moment too, because we weren't winning games. We had to pass a lot. I watched that offensive line. The, okay, so if they were seventeen, they were just kissing seventeen. That's sure. fine. It's like it was. You know what? Is I think that we said that they were good. You know how it's kind of like what you guys were saying. We we've lowered the bar. Yeah, 17 just barely above average. So, yeah. Right. And it was right. just like this is this is the first time we saw an offensive line that wasn't atrocious. No. Yeah. Well, and that's now, what I'm saying. Is we... And then now you haven't. Look, you got Austin Corbett's been out. You got, like, I mean, we've been playing with uh, uh, scrubs in the middle, and Icky's got a flat tire. Icky's got a flat tire. Um, Austin Corbett came back and arguably this offensive line, and I'm not even going to put it all on him, but this o- offensive line the last two weeks has probably been worse in the past two weeks than it has been all year uh, on top of that. Mm-hmm. Not saying that all year it was, wasn't was bad. It was just not nearly yeah, as bad I mean, as the last two weeks. It hasn't been good the last two weeks. But, and uh, that's, he's been back, and he might be getting uh, you know the rust knocked off and all that stuff. I, again, I'm not putting that all on him, um, but it did feel like this this past week, when you go back and watch the film, the majority of the pressure was coming from the interior. It wasn't that they they weren't having to blitz a lot to get the the pressure. Nah, they, they got there with four. They, they were rushing four a lot of the times and getting home. And and that's never a recipe for success when we're having to put, uh, you know, when we have not only are we having our running back try to help protect Bryce, that means we have one less receiver out trying to catch the ball. But we have three receivers out there against nine secondary like people. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, What's uh, going on with this? Yeah. So to General Zod, uh, who says that me and Greg are some scorned bitches, uh, the the fact that Panthers gave up uh, capital to get Bryce is not his fault. The Panthers not taking CJ is the front office fault. Who in the fuck? Has ever said that it was Bryce Young's fault. <laughs> right. I will say this. Nah, he didn't turn down the first round pick. He didn't turn down the pick. Well, no, is you know what? Is they just make up dumb shit? Right. Like right. Talking, that was a whole lot of nothing. What he just said. Does that mean that he wasn't off. worth the first round? For the first number one overall? No, but he's trying to make it sound like we're blaming Bryce for the fact that they traded so much to go right. up for him. Well, no, we're not blaming Bryce. We're blaming the evaluation 
from the fucking staff. That's what we're doing. Even Greg and I have both admitted that you're going to have to build around Bryce whether you like him or hate him. Like, that, that's what you have to do. No one's calling this unfair. Can we talk uh, real quick about, well, I just want to bring this up, the crazy, the Thomas Brown. I don't know if we, I got to go watch this press conference to see how he, like, some context to this. I want to shout out at little Lil Rocket NASA on Twitter. Uh, who is one of the best Twitter followers in the world, man. I love this guy. I always, he always be cracking up on his stuff. But he put this, he shared this with me because I was asking what he was talking about. And it is this kind of cryptic tweet from Amir Smith-Marset, who is the guy we acquired in a trade, I believe, from the Kansas City Chiefs, who has been our punt returner this season. And he put this out 11 hours ago. Proving yourself just to get overlooked is crazy 100. So on its own, it's just like, I mean, you can see that he maybe is a little frustrated because he's not being incorporated at all into the passing game, especially when there has been a complete lack of passing attack. And we always say is there's no weapons and this guy is a speedster, right? So if you want to, I mean, so... But here, though, then to bring this up, um, oh, I got to share this. I thought I was going to switch tabs. Hey, Look real quick, the- while you're doing that, uh, the Real City 3 AP says, is the O-line not fitting the offense, uh, the offensive scheme, or vice versa? I don't know. I believe yeah. both. I believe that the scheme doesn't fit the old line and the old line doesn't fit the scheme. I think that's also possibly true with the wide receivers is that they're not. I, I just can't imagine that our wide receivers on the outside are having this much trouble creating separation. They've been playing football for how long? DJ Chark was a former pro bowler. Like there's got to be something scheme related that's keeping these guys from being able to live up to their full potential. I, I don't know. What else it could be? These guys are NFL players. I mean, there's there shouldn't be this easy. They should these guys shouldn't be it shouldn't that be easy this to bad. lock down. Could this Everything be shouldn't be this bad. No, I think it's some see, of unless that. you look at the film, you can't see down the field to see what Bryce no, sees. You can. I'm, you, some, I'm, some, I'm looking at the all twenty two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to okay. go look at the all twenty two and watch some of these guys. Like again, the, I have to. I wasn't going to go into incredible detail for this one. I did for the Texans one. And it's just god awful, dude. Like, even though we won that game, uh, it was un it's horrendous how bad these guys are not like it's just there's nowhere to throw the ball. Uh, I think that the problem, CK, is when the off is like if there is separation, it's on plays where the offensive line is getting murdered. And then when there isn't separation, it's like the one damn play that the offensive line holds up. Look at this. uh, uh, Sheena Quick posted this. Of so, I guess that tweet then prompted them to ask Thomas Brown about uh, Smith Marquette and uh, on Smith Marquette's lack of snaps at wide receiver. Brown says that has more to do with how Mingo has been playing, and adds that Smith Marquette has done well in practice. What the hell is he watching? I don't what the know. Hell is Thomas Brown looking at because Mingo ain't done shit and. To be honest, is look, is I'm not, I don't think, I think you're asking a lot of him to develop early, but you know what? That's because I got Panthers traumatic stress syndrome. 
other second round wide receivers and third round wide receivers developing quite quickly. I'm the we're the only one that needs to get the project wide receiver. That's the team we get. We ain't ever gotten a second round pick right when it comes to wide receiver. But um yeah, so is like are you like you are as is he gonna be what he is today? Like, no, we want him to be better in the future. But really that laziness that people were talking about. Somebody wrote in the, one of the film reviews that Cody did that Mango runs route slow as a tight end. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I have pinpointed so many times on film, Tony, where Jonathan Mingo will run the laziest fucking route that you have ever seen in your entire life, that they're even slowing down to match how slow he's going. It's absolutely embarrassing. He's not good in run blocking. You think that he's a bigger wide receiver that he would be able to run block a little bit. He doesn't do that either, man. Uh, so when I read a comment like this, oh, because of Jonathan Mingo, uh, this is and, from and our offensive coordinator. Yeah, like what the fuck is Jonathan Mingo doing in practice? That's uh, that. Uh, What's he doing uh, anywhere? Can I mean, we that's literally the speedster, right? That's the guy that we went out and got from Kansas City to be like the like the we got the him for special team teams. No, we, we got him for special teams, but he wants an opportunity to play wide receiver. And now that, why not? Why not give him that opportunity? Now that we now that we've established this, I think it's important that we go back to the conversation about whether it's worth worth it or not, or whether it's warranted to fire this this coaching staff. Right. I mean, this kind of stuff right there doesn't give him I mean, any... you have this. Thomas yeah. Brown saying he's not concerned about the offensive line. Uh, I mean, like, listen, I mean, if there's anything that you could point to to say, like, there's justification for this entire staff to just be removed from the building uh, come the end of the year, I mean, it's stuff like that. They're not right? giving us anything to help. We're no. sitting here trying to save their jobs more than they are. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Hey, Mr. Stratton, $5 says the staff won't give you answers. They will aim to mitigate the damage of a loss. Uh, 100%. And real quick, before we hit the final cat calls, um, I just found this on Twitter. Um, 50% of the Panthers' throws on third and fourth down this year have been short of the first down marker. Mm -hmm. Bad. And to the outside, bad. Uh. You know By what the, way, the other fifty percent were? It was third and fun. one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I mean, third and one and fourth and one, and we're not lit. We're literally not even throwing a yard. We're throwing like bubble screens to the outside. Mm -hmm. It's just embarrassing, man. Uh, and by the way, we're ahead of everyone. Like we are at the very top of that list, man. So far number one, uh, something. There you go. Yeah, number one and number one, Next baby. Go. That's why I see it. We're at the top of that list. What up, guys? Strats here. Oh, perfect uh, time. He just why does our offensive chat. line suck so bad? And how how do they make it out on that field and not feel any bit of embarrassment? I mean, it's consistently bad every down. There's not like a good look in any of it. Their backs are always faced the opposite way within two or three seconds into less than that, within two seconds into the play, sometimes even less than that. I mean, you're allowing more sacks in a game than a crew through three, four games or more. I just don't, I don't know how they're not fucking embarrassed. 
And I don't know how the coaches or anyone has been like, okay, let's change some stuff around here because this is not working. I don't know. I think uh, I I foresee we lose this week. I obviously would want us to win, but I just don't see it happening. I just don't see us winning very many games this year. So it is what it is. All right. Let's go to D and Sanford. What's going on, family? D, Sanford, North Carolina. Bring it in. Had time to sleep it off. I've had time to get it over, get over it. Haven't watched too much past the material just so I can reset and refresh. Happy to be with y'all tonight. Love spending time with y'all. Um, Cody, Tony, CK, Greg, Muscle, Marinero, Pastor Pickle, the whole family. I hope all of y'all are having blessed and productive days and weeks or whatever. I hope we've healed a little bit. Um, I just want to come out and say that this is another game that's winnable. Um, Justin Fields stated as questionable. Um, I'm more concerned with right now the morale of the team. Will they come with the fight? I'm not really worried to a degree if Bryce will play better. I think that the shorter week will probably be better for him, less time for him to stay in his head and can get that work in. I still feel like with the Colts game, it's a winnable game. I feel like if we're committed to making sure that that running game doesn't get jumped off, even if it's Fields or Badger, because they are two mobile guys, if we kind of can keep that contained, we can win. Just like the Colts game was winnable, we killed ourselves with just not being disciplined in turnovers. If we can at least limit the turnovers because, well, we've been undisciplined the whole year, I feel like this is a game we can win. You know, a lot of people have to talk. If the Bears win, it could shake up the front office or anything else. Uh, I know there's a lot of people rooting for that, but at the end of the day, I look for the win. Um, Like I said, we're going to keep pounding, and we're going for it all. At least, it ain't no Super Bowl we're looking at. But like I said, thank you for the community. I thank you all for accepting me. I thank y'all for having this platform Tuesdays, Sundays, Fridays. I'm excited to have one Thursday. Highlight of my week is talking to you guys. So, like I said, y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe. Let's keep pounding. Let's enjoy this show. I love the supporters, man, from Strats, monetary support with the Super Chats, to D from Samford, to our brand ambassador, D's Ill Skills. And especially some of the people that look is we get some some we don't have many Patreon fans, but there have been some that have been given uh, small donations and b- even bigger ones. Dave Hino, thank you. Uh, Roger David Wilson Jr., Jessica Schmel, Ben Sweezy, Danny Meeks, Mister Lightning, Chad Howell, Stephanie Sorrell, Joe Riolano gives Mark Land, Reagan Johnson, uh, three four cat calls cat callers in there too so thank you for that mr strats we didn't want to overlook your your call we had just just on the previous call talked about uh the off was it scheme or blah 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 and we turned out that it was both uh let's go to the next call uh d has 14 seconds more d from sanford again i'm rooting for that mango touchdown because i want that yeah, I hope keep you it, guys love y'all if anybody keep deserves it, it you do here's somebody's upset with tony all right tony i got a bone pick here 
Of course, Tam is Hall of Fame, but does he care? No, he doesn't. However, I will say oh, this is the league is trying to recreate Cam in 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 several teams right now. That's that's the cookie cut blueprint they're going after. So you know, beyond that, he's also he still holds several records, and you know, I'm surprised you would say that he wouldn't be that kind of candidate considering. I mean, we're talking about CJ and Bryce and how one person can clearly cover up all of the problems that a team faces. And, you know, Cam did exactly that. He covered up a lot and they didn't give him a whole lot of help. And he still pulled off all that stuff. Of course, he's Hall of Fame. If we had just given him an ounce of help, we probably would have a few Super Bowls. Let's be honest. Remember who he was throwing to in that Super Bowl? Exactly. All right. Peace. I don't know. Oh, and I don't even know if the Panthers really deserve a keep pounding at the end of this until they actually start keep start pounding again. I just I just think it's not even worth it. Look, um it's it was hard for me to say that and I'm gonna stick to my perspective on this because again, is look, is Cam in my Hall of Fame? Yeah, he is. Is should he be in the Panthers Ring of Honor soon? Yeah, he should be. And do I understand the argument for Cam's qualifications, particularly because of his how uh, prolific he was as a rushing quarterback and the touchdowns and and really the fifty-five touchdown season and the you know is so he had, but there's one simple or there's two things that keep Cam out for me. I think he's kind of a guy that you wish could get in the hall, but I don't think, we'll, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't think, I think one longevity of career has a, is going to affect him. And I think that it was just, if there would have been one more run to the playoffs, deep in the playoffs later in his career, 2017, 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. And you could say he did this, change the game over a, over a decade long, but Cam it just, it wasn't long enough. And the second reason, um, and you know what? He'll even say his own thing ain't long enough in his opinion. <laughs> um, the other is, um, is that Cam, if he never, he started to, when he had Norv Turner turn into a, 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 a pocket passer. I think Cam, if Cam could have had that um, dynamic career where his athleticism let him dominate the game in a way nobody had ever seen, and then he evolved to a second level of his career where that athleticism wasn't the only factor, I think he's a Hall of Famer. But I think, to me, he's just kind of a a, a, a incredible story for NFL and what he did for the NFL and how, and such is to me, he's kind of like a Bo Jackson type player is like, damn, right. if they could have stayed healthy, they could have been the greatest player Look, in the history the, of football. 100%. The, the, the lack of a Super Bowl and the injuries that shortened his career. You're kind of kidding yourself to think that that's not going to play in Cam being a Hall of Fame player. By the way, most Panther fans think that hands down, Steve Smith should be unanimously 
in the Hall of Fame. He should. And, and, and yet he still isn't in it yet. Yeah. So, um, again, it's like if, if a shoe-in to Panther fans like Stu Smith isn't in, you have to imagine it's probably going to be hard for Cam Newton as well. Jay Doe says, yo, you bugging, man. Cam, the number one Panther ever. Did the most and and I look Jay, there's not a bigger Panther ever. Yeah. I'm not a fan if it's not for Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about purely and trying to be objective. I was asked about if he would get into the Hall of Fame. I certainly don't think he's first ballot. I know that. Um, the other thing is, oh, bring that up real quick, Cody. Cool story. Look, these kind of cool stories have been. I don't know if Cam, some what's going on with Cam his personal life now um but i feel like his pod is starting to get coolly and yeah, like it, it, it it's i think it's taking of, a different turn and like, i like yeah, it, it more he's it going more entertainment kind of fringe it used to be kind of fringe but now he's putting out these clips that are really like uh containing some gems in them too yeah like that, so what that was one the with last that 12 year old the 12 year old football player did you see that one? Uh-uh. I haven't seen that one. He did like a little uh, reaction video. There was like a, a peewee 12-year-old, like, uh, um, I guess you couldn't say peewee, but um, it was a football team, and there was this giant guy that's clearly like NFL player size, you know, type of person. And uh, and they're, they've brought a birth certificate to say that he's 12 years old and he's going to play in this peewee league. And like all these kids are like basically up to his waist, and this dude looks like he's a... Like he's a, a full blown adult in the going into college, and uh, and so Cam Newton's reacting to that, and it's it's actually pretty funny. He uh, gave us another story. Oh, he he gave us some insight. I know what it was about how Dave Gettleman was behind the benching for no tie, but then he gave us this: is how number one came to be. Yeah, and I, uh, I Cam. Got the video. Uh, we'll just, well, we got, so it's so late. We'll just talk about it real quick. Cam Newton says, Jimmy Clausen tried to charge him a million dollars for a Jersey. Uh, and Cam said he thought he was joking and he was like, I ain't gonna pay no million dollars and, uh, get on with your ass. And then Jimmy Clausen went and supposedly talked to his people. He said, talk well, to my it's people. Only a, it, it's only a minute. Let, okay. let, 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 let me just All play. Right. It's only a minute. Solidify the number though. Number one. I don't even want number one. Man, Jimmy Clausen. We cool now. Jimbo. He's like, shit, if you want it, you gotta pay for it. I was like, cool, how much? He said a million. One million dollars. I said, boy, kiss my ass, bro. <laughs> I said a million dollars, bro. I said, bro, people don't make a million dollars in a lifetime, let alone I'ma give you a million dollars just for a fucking number, bro. So I thought he was playing. The motherfucker comes back and say, okay, bro, I'll talk to my people. We'll do it for a 750000 I said, oh. Oh, you for real? I hung that phone up. True story. Hung that phone up. I called the equipment man. I said, I'm rocking with number one. I made an oath to myself. I said, that would be the last time Jimmy Clausen will ever be heard of in Carolina. Now, how you starting to you? I love that. He said that's the last time you will <laughs> ever wrong. be heard of. In I tell you this is that it won't going to take that number situation for that to happen though. 
Right. Yeah. But I think that was the best branding thing ever for Cam. Oh, yeah, dude. One's, and by the way, look how QB1. Many I almost feel like they named QB1 after Cam. after Cam. Look how many people wear the number. I think there's probably mm. no quarterbacks that have a similar number more than number one in the NFL. Think how many people have it. Like Cam Newton started that trend. Cam's Tua, a trendsetter, dude. Tua, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray. He's I mean, a trendsetter, bro. dude. He had the whole. If you want to put him in the Hall of Fame, that's what we should put him in the Hall of Fame for. And look, Jay Doe, look, I mean, I know, look, he said he broke Peyton Manning's rookie record. Yeah. He did. But he didn't get a Super Bowl. He didn't play in the league for 20 years, like where Peyton played for. I just think this is it was going to take one last. If Cam would have wouldn't done it with a, another team, like went with the Patriots and like played deep in the, you know, had a run. I think it would have helped. Mm-hmm. And he was I mean, able to have a run after like similar to like uh, Brett Favre did when he left uh, where like Peyton Manning had when he left the Colts, like being able to prove that he was able to do it on more than one team. If I he would have gone, saying. if he would have gone from 2017, 18, 19, like on a five year stretch of playing great football to end his career, you know, I think he needed that to get in the hall. Um, the second hey, comeback. If he'd have come uh, back to Carolina and played well, yeah. Hey, super, him, uh, huh? super quick. I know we're trying to finish the calls. Uh, who's going to win this matchup between Dante Jackson oh. and DJ Moore? Oh, Evero came out and said he's not going to put that. He's not going to, it's not going to be. Yeah, it wouldn't that. be. Yeah. As much as like DJ Moore Sorry, is I not a speedster. Yeah, he's not a speedster at all. Yeah, he is. He's fast. Yeah. He's not a speedster that would be going up against. Uh, How about this? Is uh, let Jackson. me ask you this: is Why, Marie, is, there why is Dante not going to be not covering, covering him? him though? Dante's not about to cover uh, DJ Moore. The route running is better. The well, then who the fuck is? That's what I'm it's saying. It's gonna look like, like nobody. I promise you. It's probably gonna be 150 yards for <laughs> yeah, DJ Moore. Dude, and, and but like again, man, dude, how can you not look? This even is going to, man, if we if get embarrassed were, on Thursday even, night football by the Bears. Yeah, dude, even dude, if you were a J.C. Horn shit. fan, I was a J.C. Horn fan. The fact that we're already this deep into the season and J.C. Horn has done nothing for us, that we've played all the best wide receivers on our on our schedule. And we no, didn't we have ain't played no Mike Evans yet. Them. We got Mike yeah, Evans coming up. We, we, we faced Justin Jefferson. Uh, okay, we got CD Lamb coming DJ up. DJ Moore. Oh, well, we, we, CD Lamb about in. to make these mugs look like a bunch of. All right, well, dude, the Cowboys are going to score seventy. Horn is there for, you know. Uh, but hey, um, everybody in the chat, put DJ Dante, whoever you got, and then uh, before we finish all these calls, I found this on Reddit. Uh, somebody made a drinking game for Thursday Night Football. Uh, Panthers get a three and out. Chug a beer. Uh, Bears convert on third down, take a drink. Bears score a touchdown, chug a beer. Young gets sacked, chug a beer. Young throws out of bounds, take a sip. Dylan makes a catch slash targeted, take a sip. And check yourself into the hospital for alcohol poisoning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to be feeling nice. You're going to be dead. Dead. All right. Uh, Let's do that. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's the girl that makes him howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther. Joey! Man, that shit was so bad, I had to leave the game early. 
Oh my God, it was terrible. Thank God for the Roaring Riot and the pretty women that were there. Because uh, if they weren't for them, uh, I would have been pissed and uh, I would not have been good. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. I got so we much. are uh, I know. <laughs> definitely in uh, some uh, not good places right now. Uh, I think that uh, we will be better next year because we have to be. Literally, it's not that, you know, there's no other reason I think we're going to be better next year other than because we have to be. Well, actually, you know, what this brings me to what I called about is this is Bryce's first year, guys. This is Bryce's first year with fucking nothing. Dude has no weapons, no offensive line, gets sacked like once a quarter or more, and is still able to stay upright, is still able to, you know, say the things the quarterback should be saying at the post game, and still able to, you know, for the for parts of the game, show flashes. He just needs the right pieces around him. He needs the right brains. He's got the right brains, and he says, and and the coaches, they say the right things. That is so hard. That is the hard part, is they say the right stuff, and they just don't always do it. Uh, I think that Bryce, he needs time. Don't give up on him. I know Panthers fans have Panthers traumatic stress disorder. Oh, and you haven't worn, mailed me my pocketed PTSD shirt yet. Um, I'll be waiting on that. Thank you very much. $5 late fee. But, uh, you know, he needs time. You know, Manning had a terrible rookie season. He beat us in the Super Bowl, and he was fucking hobbled on one leg by the retire. And now he's in the Hall of Fame. So, too early to judge Bryce. No, he's not playing good this year. No, we're not doing shit this year. No, we don't have a number one pick this year. Yes, we need to fire Scott Fitterer because he's dumb as a box of rocks. And we need to get somebody who actually knows what the hell he's doing when it comes to drafting and free agency and shit. Anyway, guys. All right. Uh, my bastard son. Hey, it's White Chocolate You got something to say? Yeah, I guess uh, at the game, Joey didn't like what he saw. Come on, he makes What's dumb triple jokes about me. Uh, uh, first thing first. I know is look, I, that's my joke. Hey, dude. it's you stole espresso. It. What's happening? Uh, first things first, I gotta apologize to Greg. Sorry, I couldn't meet up with you, bud. Uh, I was babysitting a drunk friend. The fucker wouldn't leave Hooters. I can't blame him. Like I get it, but it was Joey. Yeah, sorry we couldn't meet up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, people got to get over. I mean, come on. With the CJ Bryce thing, like, listen, uh, CJ just had probably the greatest rookie day ever. And then Bryce probably had the worst game of his career so far. So, yeah, people are going to be pissed. Like, CJ is not only having a better rookie year than Bryce, but he's probably having the best rookie quarterback year ever. Like, just stats-wise, it's ridiculous. 
So, yeah, people are going to be pissed at what we gave up. I, on the other hand, I didn't even want to trade up. I was fine right there at nine because give me Andy Dalton, Addison from the Vikings who we had drafted in, DJ Moore, kept CMC. That is a nasty offense right there. It is. But we didn't, so whatever. Uh, you know, can't get mad anymore. Just I can just ride it out. Mm-hmm. I left that the third quarter, and I was like, man, I, I should leave it the third quarter. I should stick it out. And then I saw the the stats at the end of the game, and I'm kind of glad I left because fuck that shit. Anyway, that's all I got. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Gav. Um, next call. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, shout out to Jay yeah, Doe. Hey, Jay Doe, uh, who's been great in the chat room all night uh, with the $5 super sticker. Jay, we appreciate you, man. Uh, have a great night, man. Enjoy that steak, brother. Yeah. Reverse sear, according to Jonathan Stewart. It works. Yeah. Hey, guys. What's up, bro? It's Al. Um, hope you guys are having a good night. But um, I have a question about um Frank Reich. Now, what if now what if Andrew Luck didn't retire after one season with Frank Reich? How would his narrative be changed? He already he went the three. He went to the playoffs four out of five years or three out of five years. He had when he had some good quarterback play, and then he had Wentz who was supposed to who was supposed to take him to the playoffs when he started throwing, just doing stupid shit with the ball. And so they don't go to the playoffs. Like, how would his narrative have changed if he had Andrew Luck? And um, keep pounding. (laughs) Well, that was the problem with Frank and the – and with the Colts is the revolving door after Andrew Luck. Right. Um, of bridge quarterbacks and largely part of my excitement um, going into this season. I thought that it showed a sign that Frank Reich had learned that uh, he wanted to pick a guy and, and have that guy and develop him. Mm-hmm. What are you grinning and giggling about? Just the fucking... The chat? No, just <laughs> us, man. Oh. All right. Uh, fucking team. Um. All right. This is the last call of the night. Hey, James E. Calling in. Um, clarifying the uh post. Uh, pretty much what I'm saying is is that Houston has a 17th rank O line right now, but oh, this was literally me. no wide receivers. The Panthers had two Pro Bowls, 26th rank O line. We keep blaming receivers, O-line, everyone. We just can't get the quarterback position right year after year. Our defense has been good. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, we we got the wrong guy. We can't mm-hmm. pick the quarterback. Until we get the right quarterback, this team will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, is that until right now is at this current juncture – it's hard to say that's not true. It's not true at the moment. That's for sure. We hope it's not going to be true in the long run. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we need a larger sample set. We need more time. And um, also you just 
don't take away from what CJ Stroud is doing. You know, it's like what CJ Stroud is doing is incredible as well. So that just right. makes it hurt even freaking more. All right. That's the C3 Panthers podcast. We got a little bit left to do. We're not going to do any news tonight, uh, but we are going to picks around the horn. I'm picking. <sighs> We, why, don't really we gonna... just, no, hey, why don't we all just say our pick on four? <laughs> like, all, right. Game. Mm. Um, all right. One, two, three. Panthers. Panthers. There's no way, man. Like, I don't know how anyone is picking. With the amount of players that were missing. I know that defensive front. Like, you yeah, know what? What if DJ Donson comes out and is like, man, I'm the best defensive end on this team. I don't know. We can't <laughs> hey, lose uh, this. One. How about if, you uh, know what? If the Panthers lose this one, I'm not picking them ever again. Not, not uh, ever again for the rest of the season. Dude, that would be funny if Iku Leota uh, balls out because he would. was like the he was like the training camp story. I don't even remember well. this dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. These oh, by the way, Luigi Villon villain IR'd up. Uh, this is a bounce dude, back game dude, for Bryce. Tariq Cohen IR. Yeah, what the hell? How did he get IR? He didn't <laughs> even do know, nothing. Dude. Listen, I'm telling you, the biggest mistake we made in the offseason was cutting Demir Bird. <laughs> oh, well, he got hurt and they put him on injured reserve or whatever. Well, they put him on that because they got, like, I don't know if they put him official on injured reserve, did they? They, I thought they had a set. I don't know. Yeah, they, did, a, they did an injury you, settlement with him. You know but, what? The biggest mistake the Panthers ever make. Any team makes is cutting Demir Bird. Fly like a. How about this? Is Demir Bird best, better than DJ Chark? Demir Bird better than Jonathan Mingo? Demir Bird better than. And promise you, dude. Hey, you might need to calm down a little bit. I don't know what you're watching. Like, you might need. Again, All right, Thomas dude, Brown the dude over there. Never stays healthy. The dude, a, a stiff breeze puts Demir Byrne on IR, bro. He still has better stats than those other guys. Better than DJ. Wait, no. guess who yeah, else every, stays every, hurt? DJ Chark. DJ Chark. When has DJ Chark been healthy? The only DJ people Chark that, has played less than damn Demir Bird. The only time D, Demir Bird gets hurt is when he plays for Carolina. He yeah. was everywhere, everywhere <laughs> else right. he goes, he never gets hurt. <laughs> Back Training to the damn traders. Yeah. All right. Uh, can we do our ice up picks and go to bed, please? Yes. Yeah. Please. Hey, time for the longest running segment on the longest running Panthers podcast. It doesn't matter if you're a 10 year old or if you're a 50 year old professional athlete or a normal person, you can ice up if you need. This is where we tell someone ice up, toughen up, get it together. Um, and uh, my, I my ice up pick is kind of uh, is simple, sweet, and nothing to it. Um, I'm icing up. I guess does Frito Lay make Doritos? Yeah, I'm icing up Frito Lay for making the first bad Dorito flavor. And for the most misleading Dorito in the history of the world, what is uh, this Roaring Ranch Dorito? 
uh, we were going through, they were, we, you know, look, Doritos are always solid, bro. Yeah, Doritos. The purple one, the sweet chili, hot sweet chili, yeah. fantastic. One of the best. Cool Ranch, nacho cheese, can't beat those mugs. Can't, I've never had a bad Dorito until now. This mug right here, the Roaring Ranch, first of all, calling it Ranch, ice up. This is just garlic, roaring garlic. <laughs> Roaring garlic. It's just right. too much, bro. And I'm Italian. It's hard to get too much garlic on Italian kid. They're just not good. So I'm icing up Doritos for the first bad Dorito. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh okay, Greg, y'all wanna y'all wanna jump in? Wanna... I don't have one this evening. Ice myself up for not eating dinner. I'm hungry now. Uh Cody, you go ahead. I do have one, but I'm just getting the name of it. All right. Um, so listen, man, uh, when you're in the dance hall doing your thing, trying to impress the ladies, man, you gotta make sure your moves are on point, bro. You can't just be free diving out of nowhere, bro. Uh, bro, I love clips like this, bro. Is that it? I, no, well, hang on. Uh. <laughs> bro, we're right to the very oh, end no. of this clip. He's look, sure they're getting ready, stretching the legs. He's about to jump down and do the wild swerve. <laughs> what? Did the chair slip? So yeah, good. the chair slid out from under him. The chair slid. He was feeling so good about oh. himself, bro. Watch. <laughs> Bang. Oh. He knocked himself out. But it, look, it looks like his head is in her ass, bro. <laughs> oh, man. He knocked himself out. Oh. Uh, I thought that was funny. Oh, out. the things he'll do for some uh, So to that man, literally, I said. That's it. You know oh, who could have pulled that off better? Who? Joey. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this one is just dumb. Uh, so, girl, home girls performing. <laughs> Look at homie right here. So much. Get that funky shit out of here. Mm. Uh, and my final one. And um, shout out the Rockhead too. Uh oh, oh yeah, we will, we will, we will. Um let me watch. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if oh, y'all I do seen have one this. more to show you. I don't know if y'all have seen this, but what do y'all think Homeboy was trying to do with this little kid right here, man? <laughs> Nobody stopped. Trying to give him the Jesus. He puts him up there. <laughs> And then just hauls ass. Family photo. Man, that's a wow. great photo. Like, bro, look, look at the urgency with which man was running, bro. I like, know. It's like before he didn't want to get intercepted. Oh, uh, no, dude. Oh, bro. So, um, <laughs> you know, I guess when you're trying to appoint your little nephew as the chosen one, you better run fast down that aisle, bro. Uh, So ice up to everybody who needs icing up. And thanks to Rockhead81, who says, great show tonight, boys. Hang in there with the $10. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, CK, what you got? 
So uh, this is a story that maybe many people have heard, and and as you, if you go back and listen to, you know, my opinion on on the events of you know uh, October seventh when Hamas attacked Israel, uh, you know, you're gonna know my stance on the whole thing. But there was um, obviously there's been an increase in anti-Semitic and anti-Islamic uh, behavior, um, and uh, one thing that I find to be incredibly hysterical is there was a lady in Indiana who had been watching the news, got upset and decided she was going to go and kill some Jews. Okay. So she goes and gets into her car, drives to a, a, a place that she believes was a Jewish school. It's called uh, the, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can tell you the exact name. Um, it's called, it's it, the name almost makes you believe it's a pro Israel, pro pro Jewish uh, organization. Um, so Zion. She, she drives her vehicle through this, trying to kill Jews and like basically trying to do her, her, you know, martyrdom, become a martyr for, for, you know, uh, for the, for the, you know, Palestinian people. Um, and, uh, come to find out the group of the building that she drove into is actually known as an anti Semitic hate group. And so <laughs> she decided to go and attack this school. Because she thought it was a Jewish school, she, she died a martyr of Israel. Pro Israel, she didn't die. <laughs> she didn't die. Wow. She's in custody and has been arrested. But she basically was attacking other anti-Jewish people, um, and it's absolutely hysterical. Um, and uh, and if there's anything that um, I can get behind is when people want to try to go and attack innocent people, and they get uh you know shit on before yeah, they're able they to do deserve. it yeah like absolutely um all right i gotta show this one just because what would my ice up be without someone almost dying or Possibly. um and i'm gonna go no sound well i don't think we would get dinged on this but look at this mess Bam! I don't. Oh, I have so that. many questions about this move. Is oh, he dead. trying to jump the car, and he gets hit by it, <laughs> or is he just jumping and randomly a car is going seventy miles past, and he gets crushed? And then last, if what was the end game? If he did jump the car, if there's a building in front. Yeah, of him. does he just run <laughs> into the building? <laughs> These dumb people in the world. All right, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Every Tuesday night, we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We do it into the wee hours morning of Wednesday, and we'll be back here in less than 48 hours like uh, Panthers Gal or I think it was Panther Gal 73 reminded us of. And you guys, I know you'll be here, too. Uh, we want you to join us. It'll be a late night um, after the post game or for the post game show. We'll have to see how uh, the building is burning or are we celebrate. Does that plane get lost on the way back from Chicago? Or does it find its way home to a happy place in Charlotte where fans can at least relish on not giving uh, the Bears a better scenario we'll than they already March, have? Uh, before the end of the fourth quarter, huh? Yeah, most of them. I'm try to fill things out as things go. Um, look, you know where to we'll catch us. 
You know where to catch us. You know everybody's handles. Look in the show description. See us Thursday. Cody Lack, take us out of here. C3 Nation. Until next time, like my man Josh says, keep pounding. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.